Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry. And this is our podcast where we give you a behind the scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics. And please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. All right. Here we are. Back Woo. in the house. The Once Snarf again. Talk house. The, the house. The Snarf Talk house. Here we are. I was trying to do one of those like old, like early rapping from the 80s. They're yeah. like, we're in the house. The, the Snarf, Snarf Talk, Talk house. house. <laughs> like that's what rap yeah. was. It really was. <laughs> it was like hip hop. Hip into the hip into the hip hip What, was the, what was the name of the rap rocking? group that did that? I don't know. Neither uh, do I. <laughs> well, then... I was hoping you would know. That, the only reason I remember that is because of one of the. Um, it's not. It's not Happy Gilmore, but I think it's a. Uh, it's a wedding singer, in Wedding Singer, that old lady oh, yeah. that they go to the house. Uh, yeah, she sings that, and that's where I. Now you got me. Curious. Found out where that was. You want to know what my first uh, introduction to rap was? Um, and this is really weird. Okay. But like when I in the early early nineties, um, we had a computer. In our house. You did. Not a lot of people did, but yeah. we always had a computer. Um, and with that computer came Encarta. Remember that program? It, was an, it was an encyclopedia. In, yes. In, yeah, Encarta like, Encyclopedia. In, 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 no, it was like is, Encyclopedia. Encarta. Encarta. It, it, was, right? it was just Encarta. It was, it was like, you're thinking um, of Encyclopedia Britannica. I was. Yeah, I was. It was amazing. I remember. Encarta. Okay, yeah. So time. it was a program, but it was like an interactive um, encyclopedia. Okay. And you could go look at a topic and you could click it have videos or it have you know it had all kinds of stuff yeah and one of the entries was rap and i remember always going to it and they had this one clip from a rap song that was like an example of rap from the encyclopedia yeah and it was like one of the first rap songs from the 80s and i think it was like sugar hill gang or something sugar hills like. gang rappers delight yeah, i think it was rappers, rappers delight. delight that was it, it was on encarta and yeah. i would listen to that and it was only like a 30 second clip of the song but i would listen to it over and over wait and over. isn't that what i was just singing that was what rappers singing. delight yep that was okay it. it wasn't that song then that I, was on encarta i thought that it was a different was. song but uh As it was we, another one that you've heard of but i can't remember what it was but um really left an impression I'll remember. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> anyway, that was my song. first introduction to rap, and that's like when I thought rap was. But of course, it was the early 90s at the time. And that's what it was. Not at the early well, 90s, because no, by was, then we had... Was, well, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Well, yes. you, you had hip-hop, then you had rap, then you had gangster rap, which was the NWAs and all that. Well, it, it was like a short bridge from that Encarta to like uh, NWA. Tell me what yeah. you gonna do. Anyway. I like bone thugs. We're here. Star talk. Child. We are. <laughs> we have a guest in the house. If you can hear or see um, the dude, Mister Dude is back. I'm back. Deuteronomy, the perennial guest. We got a new uh, setup. If you'll notice, I have a professional. Chris got what is called. This is a little inside baseball, but it's an SM7B. Yeah, it is the sure. best microphone in the business. Second best. Wow. Or best. It is the microphone that Joe Rogan uses. I'm it sure is. you it's guys are going to get a lot of comments on that, Mike. It's so. the microphone that most professional podcasts use. Yeah. 
and it's very good. And I'm jealous of you. And dude's got my old mic. Yep, he does. So and he's going to sound so we much got better. Rid to you. of the shitty sixty dollar mic. It wasn't. Ter- I mean, for sixty dollars, it's a good microphone. Yeah. And if you're going to start out a podcast or do anything with voice recording, and you can't afford like more expensive microphones, which you really don't need to begin with, because you can make things better. It, the we had an MXL nine ninety was the microphone that we had used before. That's what you had used. Yeah, good microphone. It is a really good microphone. I used it for a while. Yeah, uh, on this same podcast, but that was, you know, when we were slumming it. <laughs> um, so Jerry, I don't know if you know this or not, but we have a little thing called patreon.com slash narf comics oh, yes I, I think we do we're catching it's catching fire guys we're 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 up to a bunch of patrons now yeah we just got a new patron this week on monday we can shout out two new patrons um oh yeah we can them. two new so we're gonna shout out um new patron um sean johnson sean johnson jay farms who uh not only is going to be getting the uh bundle of snarf he's, he's gonna get the what's it called the premium like bundle of snarf super extra premium bundle of but he snarf? uh at his level the level he subscribed to us at he is an official podcast sponsor so he, he will get advertisements on our website and on the podcast so right now jerry's gonna do an advertisement for uh jay farms <laughs> johnson farms so i don't know how to promote him other than um, he will truck stuff for you. Yeah, he does uh, custom hire trucking. He uh, does custom farming as well. So if you needed anything combined or disked or planted, he will do that for you. Yeah, he's hauled some trees for me before. But the the main bread and butter there is the semi truck, flatbed, dump trailer, grain hauler. Is it a Peterbilt? It's a Peterbilt. Is there a Kenworth? It's like a salmon. Bad name Kenworth. It's a salmon colored Peterbilt. Or coral, maybe it's a coral color. I'm gonna have to ask him hey, what color that is. You salmon. I mean, coral just sounds does wrong. it. it See, just I sounds wrong. Sal- coral sounds better than salmon. salmon. Oh man. Uh, we also have a new uh, Patreon uh, subscriber that is uh, Mr. Keith, Keith Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, the Mazonian of all Mazonians. Oh yes, Mr. Mazon. He is Mr. Mazon. If you see a license plate that says Mazon, it is either him or any other person in his family. <laughs> Um, because they are Mazan. Um, thank so you. thank you to our new patrons. If you would like to subscribe to our Patreon uh, channel, it's patreon.com slash narfcomics. At the $5 level, you get bonus podcasts. Uh, last week, we did a bonus podcast, and we also did uh, some Snarf Yoki. Uh, a while ago, Dude was on one where we talked about I'm our actually, favorite superpowers, and we've had some other ones come out. We're doing uh, a couple a month that come out. Tomorrow, I've got scheduled two script pages from uh, our first comic, Fourth Reich, are coming out to Patreon. So if you want extra bonus podcasts or you want to hear us um, drunkenly sing Snarfioki, then subscribe to it that channel. It is something. I've gotten... Uh, basically, everyone that is a patron has uh, commented on our most recent uh, episode. Yes. Because it's something. It's man. ridiculous. I... I, I you keep saying that, but I honestly think it's our best snarfioki to date. It is by far the really? best. It's pretty impressive. Oh, well, gosh, I'm sorry so if I'm, I'm out of it. I'm actually signing up right now. Oh, it, it's, really? Because you were doing oh, that last time you were yeah, here. Yeah, that's what he said. But he never did. I mm-hmm. never did. I haven't seen that cash. <laughs> um, <laughs> so patreoncom comics and advertising time is over. Adverts, advertisements. So uh, what's going on? 
Um, let me think. There's been a ton of news. A lot of things have come out recently in the way of uh, uh, movie trailers and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's other news as well that I'd like to get into. Okay. Um, but first off, just to like start it off, we've all seen it, I know, because we talked about it before the podcast, but there was one um, trailer that came out for a little show called Black Widow. Yes. Oh, yeah. She, if you don't know, is an adventure. Becomes an Avenger. an Avenger. Yes. And uh, has a pretty big role in the Avengers series um, when it comes towards the end. I'm not going to spoil it just in case nobody's ever seen it, but she's got a pretty big role. And there's like a lot of, um, like a lot of gray area on what has happened in her life before she was ever an Avenger. So I think this is what is going to show you. Actually, I think I was reading a little bit and I believe that this movie is set, um, after Captain America, the first Avenger. I didn't Um, hear that, but don't quote me on that. Either way, that's still. But it's more, early on. It's well, still more background. Of course, it's going to be after the first Avenger because Steve's in a, a block of ice for fifty years. Okay. So it's supposed to be like a, that's true. Yeah, it's it's before pre Avengers any of that. Before Iron Man, it was what? what way oh I, well, I yeah. Read. Okay, I'd have to reread the article. That anyway, makes sense because it was like World War Two. So. What was your thoughts on the trailer, um, Jerry or dude? Either yeah. One. Well, uh, we'll 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 go around. Um, I think I like the Russian aspect to it, like the Russian spy aspect to it, and I enjoy how she comes back to her family, um, which she fights like in the trailer. She fights this woman right. Who's off the, the bat. actor playing her sister in that? I'm not sure. Somebody she I'd looks recognize. familiar, but I never looked it up. But uh, she comes back and fights this this girl in a house, and then at the end of it, when they beat the crap out of each other. They say the words sister. I don't know the actual dialogue, but I remember saying them saying like, thanks, sister. And then next thing you know, they're sitting around the table with her mom and dad and everyone else. Yeah. Well, not the dad. The uh, red. It's not the red, red guardian. Red guardian. Yeah. So David Harbour comes in. Yeah. As oh, the man. red guardian. And that is the best part of that trailer. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Perfect I, casting. Perfect I, casting. I do think he's going to be amazing. I, I think he's great actor but he looks super cool in that role it's not a uh hero i know all that much about other than it's basically the soviet version of captain america right pretty much um but he looks to be like he's going to be really funny and really good well if if you look at that the trailer and you look at his suit it looks very familiar to captain america's oh absolutely there was a guy on reddit that recolored it as captain america colors and i mean so now we have red guardian we have captain america and they've also had uh the UK guy, and right there was a teaser oh, for him in the it's a in Endgame, right? Something yeah. Britain, Cap, right? Captain Britain? No, no, it's not Captain Britain. Who cares? Shoot. It's British. It's British. I can't remember. Freedom, Captain Freedom. No, I think it's Captain Britain, but anyway, it might be. Um, it could be. I thought Who the cares? trailer looked amazing. Honestly, I haven't yeah. been this excited about. A Marvel movie. I, mean, I hate to say it, I haven't been this excited for a Marvel movie in a long time. That seems because that's not yeah. true. But like this one really caught my attention. A because I really like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I always have, and I really like the character of Black, Black Widow. I always have. Um, but and the reason why I think I like her character so much is because of the fighting. Like the martial mm. arts is phenomenal. Like I, she's a very good fighter, and it's very entertaining. Yeah. To see. I agree. What caught my eye is that it's like a. Uh, 
it reminds me a lot of uh, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, where definitely. it's it's removing yourself from the big time superhero yeah. kind of stuff. It brings it a little smaller scale and puts it more on like a like a James Bondy yeah. type movie. And I think that's the route they're going to go. It's going to be probably a huge like a family affair once you get into the movie. But um, it looks very like Russian spy. Yes. Type movie. And I love Russian accents. So absolutely. Especially if they're like good or bad. And I don't think David Harbour is going to have a really great. Oh, that's what makes it so awesome. But I think he's going to be be horrible. It's going to be over the top. I also love Taskmaster. He's one of my favorite villains. He's in this. He doesn't look like he does in the comics. He kind of looks like. Wait, I guess I didn't even realize. I didn't catch that either. Master. Really? Well, maybe it wasn't, but Taskmaster is the villain in this. And I'm assuming they do a flash of a guy like in a face. He kind of looks like crossbones. See, I was assuming that was uh, Hawkeye with the bow and arrow. No, no, no. That guy with the bow and arrow is Taskmaster. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah. um, he Jerry, does not look like the comic yeah, book. At yeah, how all. do we no, miss that? He doesn't. I mean, because he I, doesn't look anything like the well, comic. He, he, honestly, he, he looks use, like the, he doesn't use a bow either. So, and honestly, know. I'm like as smart as a brick, so <laughs> I wouldn't have caught it anyways. Um, but if you don't know Taskmaster, uh, and I might get this a little wrong, but um, he can copy and counter any fighting style that he mm-hmm. um, encounters. Yep. And like in the fly, and he's like master tactician and uh, steals technology. Yeah, he's a really cool character. I just those boys liked him from the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to see it, but yeah, I'm super excited about this. I think it's going to do very well, and I think it looks really, really good. I agree. Like it, you tell Marvel just, just to not throw it together. Why? To, why they waited this long to do this yeah, movie makes they, no sense. They should have done it. From the beginning. So I was kind of worried. I wasn't necessarily worried, but I was wondering about quality of film coming from Disney Plus, just because it's not like a whole conglomerate. Like, I don't know. I just thought I was thinking Disney Plus would be like a Netflix type movie quality. You know what I mean? Because Netflix has always been a little bit. It's not a Disney Plus movie. Yeah, this is is a wide release. Yeah, this is Marvel a theater. This oh, is it theatrical. is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was coming out on Disney Plus. No, no this is theatrical, man. I thought all of everything that was coming out like within the oh, next year was all like their Disney big Plus. Marvel movie. They've been out talking about this for oh, over the last year. I didn't. I did not realize that at all. Jeez, you didn't realize that you thought Sonic the Hedgehog had already came out. I did. <laughs> I thought it already came out, and then they were making a new one with the new eyeballs and no teeth. <laughs> I thought that too, Jerry. Yeah, I did. I got like accosted on the oh last episode, assaulted, if you will. Um, all right. Well, I got some news too. Go for it. Or unless you got more trailers, we can do all those first. Um, uh, yes, I do have another trailer. You're not going to care about it. What's that? James Bond, No Time to Die. I haven't seen it yet. A horrible title. What is it? No Time to Die? No Time Why to Die. Why is that bad? Because the last James Bond that got killed, that quit, had die in the title. And the one before that had die in the title. Well, this is his last movie. He's yeah, already said that. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I, it is. And I, you could tell uh, you can kind of tell in the trailer that it is his last movie. It looks pretty interesting. It's really tied in heavy to the last one that came out, which was Spectre. Yeah, which Spectre. I never I never saw Spectre. Spectre was the last one that it came okay. out. And, um, it was, it was I, I okay. I loved Skyfall and I feel like at Skyfall I'm like I'm can be done with this now because this is the pinnacle of all James Bond movies in my opinion. I don't uh, Casino Royale was probably uh, that was awesome, but the best. They, they, but Skyfall they, was 
an amazing movie. Yeah, so it, it, I do remember Skyfall, good. and I don't know if I do remember Spectre or not. I know I've seen it. Spectre was when he finds the secret organization, Spectre, which is from yeah. the, the books, and uh, he fi- realizes he has, a, I wouldn't say a half-brother, an adopted brother, which is... So, and isn't he kind of shunned out? He's not 007 or something. He's in it? double. He goes on. I wouldn't say hiatus. He goes. He kind of. No, he like fakes his death or something, yeah, yeah. doesn't he? No, not quite that. He kind of. They because they say yeah. in the trailer for the new one, like you gave it all up for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he gave up the mantle. That's like the whole point going into this one is because he's like retired. Yeah. And she's yeah. assigned the new 007 title. Well, so then in this movie or in the trailer for this movie, they show a new 007. It's a black woman that is a new 007 and she does not like him whatsoever. You can tell right away. And then the lady that they well, were talking about that she gave it up, that he gave it up for, he runs into her at like the office. So. And they never say she's double seven. She says she's been signed in a double. She's a double O. She's a double O. Yeah. Which right. means you you have a license to kill. Right. So, but then the whole point of it is that. Well, I thought only a double O seven had a license to kill. Because yeah. you could be a double O six no. and be. No, That's how it is. No, it's not. Double O seven is the designation. Yeah. Double O seven is his designation. There, there's double O one, double O two, double O two, all the way to double O nine. It, the double O is a designation for a, a license to kill from okay. the Service to MI6. Have you not read? Any, I think everything. Have you, have you not read any of the books? No, I've not no, read I've any never of the books. Read okay. And That's, I probably haven't seen all the movies. I've seen a lot of them, but not all I, of them. I've seen. I know I've seen all of them, but it, I don't. Who's your favorite double O seven? Probably this one. I think I agree. It's got to be this one for me too. But I also really like. Uh, this is really unpopular. I like uh, Roger Moore. He was only in like two films. Yeah, he's no, in a guy, he's in a lot. Was he? I thought he was only like in the like entire two. like from mid seventies to the eighties. Look it up. Look How it many? up. Like almost ten years. Was it that long? Yeah. Well, so um, this guy, what's his name? Um, Daniel Craig. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig is the is the longest running James Bond. No, he's not. Yes, he is. It as of right now, he is the longest running James. Bond. I liked Pierce Brosnan he's sp- too. He's spanned I, two decades. I really did like. That's uh, what they said. Maybe the longest amount of time. Roger Moore was in eight movies. There's Daniel Craig's not been in eight. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. He's the longest. He's time frame wise, time span wise. He is the longest. That just means there's more time coming out between movies. Mm -hmm. I I didn't make the rules, Chris. I'm just telling you what they said. He is the longest running James Bond at this point. Has Sean Connery been in the most? Uh, No, I think it's Roger Moore. Okay. Because there's one or two uh, Sean Connery movies that he were not sanctioned double O. They were kind of some. They so bought. who else was there? Was Timothy Dalton was for a while. So right? you had Sean Connery. I forgot he was the one that was there. Only in like there two was films, somebody right? in between. David Niven. David Niven, and then there was Sean uh, Connery, David Niven, George Lazenby. Yep, he was only in one, I think. Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig, and technically Woody Allen. Uh, it's, it's not Woody Allen. He was in uh, Casino Royale, the first one, which no, was not technically a Bond movie. It wasn't Woody Allen. It was uh, Peter Sellers. Not, not Peter Sellers. I have no idea. Yeah, we, they had the ro- a robotic flying chicken. It was like a comedy, right? Yeah, it was. It, I never seen it. Peter Sellers, pretty sure. I believe you. But, but uh, so I think it looks good. The you know I like the trailer looks really good. Yeah, it looks like really intense. I like not Pierce. Uh, who was before Pierce Brosnan? Uh, 
Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Timothy yeah. Dalton was pretty good, but I, I didn't like when they took a turn because communism had ended. They weren't sure who they were going to be fighting, and then went to drug lords are going to be our new bad guys. By the way, Casino Royale, nineteen sixty-seven. Woody Allen played Jimmy Bond. Really? Yes. You're right. I am sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Um, yeah, I like Timothy Dalton, but I just like him so much more from Doctor Who. So yes, I agree. <laughs> so there, Pierce Brosnan was always like my favorite. Because because it was the 90s. Because yeah. it was the 90s, and I got the video games. There was one on yeah. Nintendo 64. And also, like, about. there was a production value jump Yes, when they went to Pierce Brosnan. Oh, yeah. And it was partially because it was the 90s and just movie technology. What was, Gold, I mean, Goldeneye was just... It, it seems like whenever they reboot the franchise with the new Bond, it, it gets... To, the, the first one's just amazing. Like, like Goldeneye was amazing. And uh, Casino Royale was amazing. But what's what's the other one with Pierce Brosnan? It's like Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies. It's Tomorrow Never Dies, right? That's the second one. Is that the one when they're driving around the ice? Yes, they're in the snow and stuff. Yeah, and and the car, he uh, craps out two tires in the car, his ski comes out. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. But in, uh, I had a PlayStation game that was based off of that. Like a PS2. I remember game. that game. It was really shitty. I played it all the time because there was like one level you could ski, and then the the guys would come from each side no, I and attack that. you, and you had to fight off people while skiing. I don't. Remember and that I game. played the crap out of that. So game. he did die another day. The world is not enough. Tomorrow never dies. Golden Eye. Pierce Brosnan. Oh, that's so he did four. Who Pierce four Brosnan? Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. How many? Because I thought uh, wasn't. Uh, Halle Berry in one of them. <clears throat> she was in Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, or The World Is Not Enough. One of those two. It was the last one. I thought. Let's <laughs> die another day. She was, <laughs> she was in one of the four. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the trailer looks really good. There was one more trailer that they came out with an official trailer. It's like they came out with like a teaser and then another trailer and then they combined them basically to one big trailer. And this is the official release that just came out. For Mulan. Yes. Oh, yeah. The live action Mulan. It looks awesome. It does. Oh, my gosh. It's not a musical. I cannot wait for that movie. And it may not be following the exact same storyline as... You mean uh, they're not going to have Eddie Murphy as a dragon? There's a dragon in it. Here's the deal. They show show a phoenix. They're going to change this movie around because... They're going to make $1 billion from China. Yep. Oh, yeah. So For sure. this is going to be a very China-friendly movie. But I thought it was really yeah, great. Chris? So well, like, I just I mean thought, like... I thought the same thing. When but I, they I had the problems trailer. with the cartoon. It's a huge controversy. Yeah. In China, they hate I'm the cartoon. Really? Oh, really? Well... I didn't know that. The government had a big problem with it, and uh, a lot of people were offended by it. Huh. And I don't know. Maybe it's because of, I don't know, the storyline. Yeah. Obviously, they have problems um, with, but... I was concerned because, like in the in the cartoon, there's that whole uh, song like "I'll Make a Man Out of You," and it's "I'll Make, make a Man." Well, they they say that in the trailer, and really? then yeah, I, I am trailer, very frightened. How you two know that? Oh, I I love Mulan. I, I mean, I honestly don't really like the I do. cartoon Mulan very much. I've never really liked it. That I much. liked it. I've always liked it. I a lot. I've appreciated it more now. What don't you like about? I it? I like it more now than I did when I was a kid. Weirdly enough, when I was a kid, I did not have one. I don't know. I, I don't even know if it. I watched it as a kid. The only time I've watched it is is as an adult. You know what? With I don't even think kids. it was really out when I was a kid because it's a newer movie, right? Yeah, I think so. Like I, the I'm late nineties, sure. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so I never caught it like originally. I don't think. But during I was during that song, I was just like, 
I don't know how they're going to do that part, you know, in today's day and age saying like, you're going to change a woman to a man, yeah, but even they though can. they don't know that she's a woman. Well, they did say woman. in the trailer, didn't they? they? So the guy, yeah, they're all on horseback, and the guy says, I'm going to make a man out of each and every one of you. Uh-huh. And I thought it was really neat how they did that, you know, at, just during that, like, little one sequence. But uh, none of it, there's no singing. There's no, that's, I like musicals. Yeah. And it, it, this is not a musical. It's just a, it's just, but it doesn't lend itself movie. to being a musical it because it's going to be like a big war epic. Well, to exactly. Me, it wouldn't it, be good. I don't looking think. at it, it had a lot of uh, a crouching tiger, hidden dragon type. Well, that's like one of my favorite fighting. movies. So. My, my two. Yeah. And the Kung Fu action, which I, I'm hoping that's yeah. where they go with it. I'm excited. It looked pretty sweet. There is a Phoenix or dragon or whatever it is that flies around. Uh, there's something else in there that it was like this sheet floating around and then it wraps up and turns into an eagle and flies away that's so a, a witch is that the witch that's the witch okay there's a witch there's, there's a, a witch. witch i don't remember there being a witch in the cartoon there's not. there wasn't like you said they changed it to be very china are they doing the huns yes, yes. do they like demons no like not they the are huns, in the cartoon the, uh, uh no, mongolians it, it's the huns it's the huns the huns are something different i thought Mm-mm. well the huns are mongolians it, so that's what it is in the movie the huns Hmm. And then they have to get prepared for their attack. Yeah. It looks um, really good. Cool. I think it's awesome. Um, th- so those are the only trailers I had. Uh, so we can move on from the trailers. Do you want to get into a post I had the other day? Um, sure. Because it's a little bit of news. Okay. And I'm incredibly excited about it to the point. I have a post, too, we can talk about as part of our news. Go okay. ahead. You go first. Um. So, yeah, I posted a thing on our social media, um, Snarf Comics. Check it out on Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> at Snarf Comics. Uh, about Lock and Key. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lock and Key is a graphic novel that was made by Joe Hill, yeah. Stephen King's son. And we've loved it. We've yeah, loved I think every it bit was about, number but, two on my list for best new... Co- Best comics for new readers. Yeah, it was and in my top five. It I would know. probably be in my top five, like all time. Um, it's incredible comics. Like every part of it is incredible. It's just a really like inventive story. It's really me. cool because it's like part horror, part mystery, but also part like that Stranger Things vibe of yes. like uh, the child uh, adventure. So what's yeah, it coming out on? Supernatural. Is it, so it going to be a show? It's a show on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, and out. it's going to be on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Oh, that's great. It's coming out on it, Netflix it's, on February 7th. It lends itself to horror. I mean, and paranormal horror yeah. type. I think it's going to be like a ramped up version of Stranger Things on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, this is do. honestly, like, if I can think of a handful of comics that would adapt themselves best to the medium of yeah. film and television... This is right up on that list because the comic book is like a reading. It's like watching a show. You know what I mean? It is. It's the way it, it's the way the, the way art it's is drawn, drawn, the way it's laid out, everything. And like the paper itself is like a really high quality paper on all of the books. Yeah. So it makes it a different experience for those books than any of the other comics you're going to buy. Yeah. It, cool. They've they've put some some serious money into just the production of the book. So 
this better stand up to it. And Joe Hill has been, we follow him on Instagram and I've seen a lot of, he posts all the time or somebody's posting like a hashtag of Joe Hill. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Cause they didn't, uh, nos, nos for R2. Yeah. And they did, I mean, he's had horns as a movie. Oh yeah. Um, mm. I think they're doing heart shaped box. Okay. That's a book that he wrote too. I think they're doing that on an AMC type channel, maybe. I don't know if it's AMC or not. Um, but he's got, like, basically, he sold everything to be on TV. Well, that's funny, because his dad sold everything. Correct. So that Stephen King, uh, last year, maybe, or two years ago, really? did a huge deal. He sold his entire catalog. To who? Uh, the production, or the t- film and television rights, right? Yeah. Uh, or maybe just television rights. Um, I don't know. I don't know, to a production company or something, because... I mean, well, part of it's Castle Rock, which is out on uh, that's Hulu. That's what I was going to say. That's off of Hulu, yeah. so I don't but know But they're what... doing like 10, 10 other shows based on Stephen King properties. Yeah, but I who mean, he has Hulu? a gazillion Oh, it's bucks. insane. Like, he, he's got a giz... Yeah. I mean, he, he, he writes a book a week, it seems like. Yeah. You know, I don't he, know how he does and it. And he still does really good work. Because they're yeah. doing like a new version of The Stand. And they've got... Oh, the that's a classic. So one of his most the, recent books is called The Outsiders. Um, I, I read that actually not too long ago. Really good book. That is a show coming out soon. I don't know what it's coming out on, but I know for a fact The Outsiders is going to be a show. Well, and the It franchise has been well, enormous. Right. The, yeah. Um, I didn't... I, yeah, I wasn't even going to touch It. Everybody knows that. But I, honestly, I think you people need to look into the books that aren't like the super mainstream horror books that he's written that everybody talks about. You need to look outside of that. Like I've always talked about Mercedes man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one. It's or it's Mr. Mr. Mercedes is okay. what it's called, but it's the Bill Hodges trilogy and it's about a detective. Um, so Mr. Mercedes, they call it that because of this guy like kills a bunch of people in his Mercedes. Huh. And the whole book is just about this detective who is retired, but is trying to figure out who this killer was because the killer contacts him after he's retired. And it's awesome. I think it's an incredible book. And then there's another one after that, that, you know, it's the Bill Hodges trilogy. So it's this one detective that figures out all these stories. And I think that is some of his best work compared to the more horror stuff, because I'm not a horror guy. Right. So I never got into Stephen King, really, because I didn't want to read any of that horror stuff. And then I started looking through the catalog of his books. I was like, oh, shit, he's written way more stuff. And actually, I've got in my bag right now the um, uh, the Dark Tower. Yeah, I really want to read that. I have the book I, I right now read. in my and bag. And I didn't watch the movie either. Yeah, I. No, I, ha- but I didn't hear good things about the movie compared yeah. to the translation of the book. But. but let's not forget right now, a movie is out in theaters of his that I really want to see, that Dr. Sleep. Oh, Dr. Oh, Sleep. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the, the, a Shining. The continuation. And I love The Shining. Shining. Yep. Um, I got his list of everything that's in production right now. The Outsider, you mentioned, um, in 2020. Um, the Stand in 2020. Oh, the stand. That's uh, Josh Boone, the guy the, who, who did the New Mutants, and that's uh, the guy that wrote Homeland is doing that. Um, the Bone Church is in development. I don't know what that is. Me neither. Dark Tower TV series on Amazon. That's where I think it could be good. Um, by Glenn Mazzara, who did The Walking Dead uh, season oh, three. He was he the showrunner. Um, Drunken Fireworks. 
um, with uh, no James Franco. And James Franco did that other thing that was a Stephen King. Yeah, November. Yeah. November nine, something, 1969. Right? It was the day JFK was killed. Yeah, and, he, like, and he kept going. That was back. really good. 11, I, I got it was super awesome. sucked in it. 11, 21, 69 yeah. or something like, that. Some, something like that. Yeah. Um, this is the one I'm super excited about. Eyes of the Dragon. It's Stephen King's like only epic fantasy novel. Really? And it's a, it's a development series uh, with Hulu right now. Um, and it's not horror. It's a story of murder, dark magic, and a contested throne set in the kingdom of Delane and featuring the writer's most infamous recurring villain flag um but it is a uh fantasy novel cool um yeah, like the langoliers they're doing from a buick eight is in development Firestarter in development well i think mr mercedes is going to be a show too the girl who loved tom gordon hearts of atlantis god he's got so many books the institute is in development the jaunt joyland this Holy keeps going cow. lee Lizzie's story, uh, the long walk, mile eighty one, Mister Pretty Pony. Right, why are you doing this list? I'm gonna get a beer. Um, I'm not even halfway through it. You, there's there's forty fifty shows on here. Um, Salem's Lot. They're redoing that. So anyway, I'm not gonna read they're, them through them because there's so many more. But um, oh, they're redoing the Tommy Knockers. So Mister Mercedes is already a show on Amazon Prime apparently. Because when I looked it up, they're talking about, is there going to be a uh, season three? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's so, incredible. So, well, I have another you got show another thing to watch. watch. Um, okay. So I got another post to talk about, too. But, but real oh, quick sorry, about ahead. Stephen King, just real quick. There is a book. If you ever wondered about writing, and you need to read it, Chris, I have it at home. I can give it to you. It's short. It's not a big read. It's like 230 pages, but he has a book called On Writing, and it's just like his theory of writing. So the first like two chapters is basically about his life and how he got into writing. And then after that, he gives you his take on like how to write. And it is incredible to like read what this man's written about writing. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. And I've seen a lot of interviews with him about writing stuff. And But after reading that book, it's like, man, he makes it sound so simple. And the way he talks about his own writing, it's just like, yeah, I just throw some things down on, on the old computer. And then I come back and I read it over. If it sucks, I throw it away. If it doesn't, I just continue on. I thought, And he makes it sound so simple. I thought his main like way of writing was to do... Like a literal mountain of cocaine. It used to be, and then to just write. So that was well, how Carrie. That's that's how he got his start. I mean, I mean. So yeah. Carrie, when he when he wrote Carrie, he wrote the entire book in one sitting. In one night. After doing all of this cocaine, he wrote the entire thing. Got one I love sitting. Cocaine. Wrote the whole thing. Printed or he wrote it on a typewriter, and he had it all sitting on his desk, and he threw it all in the garbage because he hated it. And then passed out, and his wife come in, pulled it out of the garbage, read through like 30 pages, and said, you have to publish this. And then he did. And that was like his most famous novel <laughs> at that time, anyway. Unbelievable. So he talks about for that your guys' comic book, what you need to do, <laughs> go get a mountain of cocaine, right. lock yourself in this office, and just lose my We don't need cocaine, because we'll just do like the legal version of like, we'll do like Adderall or something. Or, or, or no. Like, 
A 12 pack of That stuff will kill you, man. <laughs> Cocaine won't, but Adderall will. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I come so close. But, go ahead, um, Anyway, that was um, started with Lock and Key. So, highly recommend that you go out right now and get uh, Lock and Key Volume One by Joe Hill. Yeah, uh, you can probably get it used on Amazon for eight bucks. Get and that, read it. It's amazing. Check out the poster that I that I put on our social media because it's a really neat poster. Yeah, um, I, I it looks really really cool. Um, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, we had a um, Patreon subscriber and listener of the podcast that wrote a blog article yes. for our blog. Shoot. Um, we should have mentioned that right away, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Ian Hicks, Hicks. Yeah. Uh, wrote a Sven Gulli blog article um, that was awesome. It was so cool that he did that, and it was uh, pretty... we really, really appreciate it. And I've had tons of people commenting... Um, People that, you know, all kinds of people commenting how great it was, how much they enjoyed it. So thank you very much for Ian. If you haven't read it, go over to our blog, which is at snarfcomics.com. And um, it should be in there somewhere. You'll find it. Yeah. And he wrote, basically, it was like a little bit of a background history of Spanguli, but also like how it's affected his life and how he got into it. Which is what I like the most about it. That was my favorite part of it. Finding out how someone gets into their stuff and... Uh, just reading about how how he got so attached to to this character, yeah. you know, and it wasn't even about the movies that he played on the weekends. He's like, I didn't. It's like the movies really kind of scared me, and I I didn't like it as a kid. I only watched it for those commercial breaks when Sven Gulli would come up, you know, and the rubber chicken would be there, and right, like all this stuff. It was Irwin. really cool, yeah. yeah. And then, but he also gives you like a history of how these people got involved with this stuff it's really good yeah it is really good and uh uh tons of people have like uh checked it out i think you know i don't know exactly but hundreds if not over a thousand at this point have viewed and or read that blog article ian so thank you so much and um anybody else that wants to yeah uh, do that because we didn't know we don't know much about sven i mean we knew about him you know more than i do i've seen him on tv um, I learned so much more about him from that blog article than I did in my normal day-to-day life from watching him. Um, but if anybody else knows something that we don't... Or that we do. Or, I mean, honestly, yeah. we want our blog to be an open platform for people yeah. to be able to create. And if, even if it's just a movie review or a review of a comic book, or it doesn't even have to be about that. Or your it opinion. A, it could be in like an opinion piece. Yeah, or it could be about whatever you think... Um, you nerd out about or something like that. Sure. Um, write an article. We'll put it on the blog and um, we'll promote it. And I, I just think it it would be cool to have our blog be a cool place where people can be creative and put things out there. Yeah, it can I be fiction. It can be idea. fiction that you want to write a short story, anything yeah. you want to do like that. Um, you know, and I think Ian will be the first person to tell you he probably didn't expect to do that, and then. We mentioned it, and then he went out and did it. And we didn't even know he was going to do it. The the next, like, we talked about it on a podcast, and we, we kind of called him out in a way. We're just like, hey, Ian, like, let us know about Sven Gulli because we don't know much about him. And it was like three weeks later, he texted us and just said, I, you know, I emailed you guys something. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and we're like, I would have never expected that. So then like, you like, texted back a few hours later. I had didn't have a chance to go look, and I got your text that said, holy crap, Ian, like that's awesome. Yeah, and I was like, "Hmm, well, what's what? Do, what do we got here?" 
And then I, I went in and checked it out. Yeah. And, yeah. Gosh, and he was, gives us a, really he gives us uh, a really nice uh, shout out at the end that was very nice to hear yeah. and supportive and humbling. And we really appreciate that. So we'll promote that. And anybody else that wants to throw stuff up on our blog, that'd be great. Um, Ian's probably going to get some cool swag for it. Yeah, um, from us and uh, and you know it's funny. Um, Ian, I think he mentions in there he doesn't fancy himself a writer, but um, one of my funnest memories of high school was a creative writing class that I took with Ian. Oh, really? In our <laughs> class, and uh, we had a great time in that class. And he is he was and is a really good writer. So, um, are you guys the same age? He's he? a year older than me. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't realize that. I thought he was. I mean, by the looks, I thought he was much younger. God, you're old. Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> All right, what else you got for news? Uh, so, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That is a show coming out on Disney Plus. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and like three years from now. Yeah, right. We'll, but we'll they be. released they released what the premise is going to be about, mm-hmm. and apparently it's going to be set to explore life after the blip. Oh, cool. Which I thought was a really cool premise because I've wanted to see something. That happened in that five-year span mm-hmm. of everybody being gone. But they're both they're both part of the blip. Apparently not. Oh. I didn't think Falcon or Winter Soldier got no. Uh, they're dusted, they're did they? literally part of both of the blip. <laughs> it's set to explore life after the blip. What well, is it like after the? It, Maybe it means after they came back. It, it has no, to. because that's what um, that's uh. Endgame. I don't know. We'll, we'll find have to out. Wait well, and see. The, the, the other one they released is the Obi Wan show coming out in two years. Is it two years? I didn't one see year? that. Oh, what did they release? Like a poster or something? Yeah. Well, no. Ian McGregor has confirmed that he's he's been literally has it for the last three years. He has not been able to talk about it. That that he has a show coming out about it. Huh. Well, I knew that. I knew there was a show. Yeah. But and he, he he's going to play him. And, and the cool premises of it. That I I can't was it comicbook.com I was reading on I can't remember, but it was uh in the end of Solo they bring back Darth Maul right mm-hmm. it's going to be about his journey with Darth Maul is going to be the main bad guy oh uh, he's that's awesome because his, Darth Maul is an excellent villain oh it's huge I mean, he's an awesome character they don't do him any justice in the movie um, well they do in a, the, the I mean, solo, solo. At the end. but they don't do any justice in the in, in the Phantom Menace, but in the cartoons they really yes. do, and they end the in, books and stuff. Oh yeah, well, they expand a, on that huge character. character. Well, it, and he's like hype, super intelligent. I, I think at the time when they did the Phantom Menace, they just threw together a character. They like did. I don't think they had a backstory for Darth no. Maul. And then Which when they started hard. exploring it, other creators started exploring it in the comics. They gave him a very deep backstory mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, he's like super intelligent. I would tell you to watch the Clone Wars, but you got to have a lot of time on your hands to watch all the Clone Wars. You should Wars. definitely watch Clone Wars. So I, awesome. I just finished Rebels, which was amazing. I just started Rebels. I saw like maybe three episodes so far. Get get going past like getting to season two. It gets better towards the end of season one. That's because you were saying it wasn't that great. No, I've always said it's, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's slow. Well, you specifically told me you're like, eh, it's okay. That was Resistance. Yeah, the new one. Yeah. Oh, is that what you said? Oh, I thought you said Star Wars Rebels is amazing. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's the one I've been telling you about for years. The 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 very end. Of it, I just got which which leaves a huge cliffhanger. If anybody's seen it, they 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 need to do something. And Darth Maul's a big character in Rebels. Huge character, which shapes it. uh, 
Bridger, Ezra Bridger. Yeah. Apparently, also in the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, Baron Zemo is going to oh, be yeah, ooh, yeah. They the were... bad guy. And apparently, he's going to have the purple mask. Sweet. And everything. Awesome. Yeah. Which he Looks should. pretty good because they gave they put out a couple set pictures and they had like a chair set up with, it said Baron Zemo on it. Um, but then there was another like set picture and they just showed him carrying. And it's the same actor, right? From uh, yep. Winter Soldier. Yep. Same guy. And they just showed like him that guy. Uh, carrying like a purple mask. It, it, he wasn't wearing it, but he had one in his hand. So. Sweet. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Oh, that could set them up to do Thunderbolts in the future. Ooh. It's one of my favorite yeah, comics. They could. I've, I've never read Thunderbolts. Is it? Yeah. I should, apparently. Uh, Thunderbolts is great because it's essentially like kind of a version of Suicide Squad. So it they it puts together like a villain team, um, but to become good, like they all decide they want to be good. Yeah. And they start like fighting evil, but as a team of villains. But... Let's just say there's more to it than that. There's different motivations nice. and really, uh, but it's a long running series. So obviously, there's been a million like different storylines. But I've never read it. Um, I started I, I reading uh, Thunderbolts. I never even heard of it until um, the Civil War run when I was in college. So that'd be in the mid 2000s when the original comic run of Civil War was running, and I was at the time buying all the Civil War uh, books, but also all the tie-in books. I mean, which was every Marvel book being published for like three years. Uh, (laughs) um, So a lot. I still have all of them. And uh, anyway, the Thunderbolt tie-in book I always really liked. So then I went back and I'm not eBay and bought like the entire 90s run of like uh, an entire long box of Thunderbolts. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy crap. So I've read a lot of them. It's been a super long time since I've read all of them, but... They've tied the Thunderbolts team. It's kind of been a revolving team. It's like the Avengers villains. Mm-hmm. You know, the a villains of Avengers kind of as, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but. Oh, it's cool. Suicide Squad, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DC ripoff. Um, yeah. What else you got? You got any other news? I do. Well, I got more. Um, You're drowning me in news here, Jerry. So there's two other things I got to talk about. Uh one, I'll I'll get to a bigger one right now, and then I'm gonna finish on a comic book uh, news story because I love comics, and this guy I really love. But HBO apparently, so they were going to give, um, they were gonna do a show called Game of Thrones, right? It was gonna be a Game of Thrones like spinoff, but it was called Age of Heroes, and they were talking about doing this Age of Heroes show uh, before even season eight ended. And they had already shot a pilot uh, with like Naomi Watts was in it. A bunch of big name people were in this pilot. And it was set to explore like a thousand years before uh, how where Game of Thrones was set. So you're going to see like the start of well, the it, Stark family yeah, and was, the start of uh, it's supposed Lannisters. To be the, it's supposed to be the, the uh, war with the first, the first walk, long right? night, right? The first long night. Yes. That's it, yeah. I thought Which that canceled supposed to be the, that. That's, that's they did. Just yeah. recently, it was within the last week. Yeah, yeah. HBO finally dropped dropped the show and said they're not going to produce that. Yeah, um, they're doing the Rise of the Targaryens, which one which is that, way more interesting. More interesting to me for sure. I, well, I don't need more. According to the night. article, I don't that, need more White Walkers. According to the article, that's on it. the rocks as well. After season eight, I'm uh, pretty sure that's in in production or being. It's been greenlit. The, the article that just came out this week said that they dropped that one for sure. 
they still have the Targaryen one like on the books, but it didn't sound good for it to go. Well, forward. that's really dumb because they made billions of dollars off Game of I'm, Thrones. And I, if they make more, they'll make billions. More. I agree. And we talked about I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before about how uh, Benioff and Weiss. Yeah, they quit Star Wars. No, they didn't quit. They, they got were canned. fired. Basically, they, they were, were fired. they? Yeah. We talked oh, about. I this. thought they quit it. Yeah, pretty the, much. They, they, nobody knows yeah. for sure, yeah. but the rumors are. No, they, they, they came out canned. and said that when they when George A. H. Martin's material ran dry, they had no clue what they were doing. So what ha- what happened is they were booked for those movies, and but a lot of other people were booked for Star yeah, Wars movies, right. and basically. Kathleen Kennedy and, and the Disney came out and just said, like, yeah, we're rebooting all this. And they basically, the, After the, the, the thought is that they were canned because we talked about this. Because they were had the deal they, with They Netflix. were at a panel. No, they were at a panel. And just like Dude was saying, they were asked a question about the last season or two of Game yeah. of Thrones. And they basically said, well, we had no idea what we were doing at all. And yeah, it, as soon as we ran out of George R.R. R. Martin's material, we just like, didn't even know. And that was like their first thing ever. Yeah. So like we had to learn how to make a show like while running a show. And I think it kind of spooked Disney. This is well, after it, they got a $500 million well, deal from well, Netflix. Well, this they already after, got the deal from Netflix. That's this is the, the after of the, the failure of, I shouldn't say failure, the fan hesitance to liking uh, The Last Jedi. That's when they did, it was right after they did the panel. That's when Disney went, holy shit, we screwed up Star Wars. Yeah. They're and, being very cautious, and, and they started firing everybody. Yeah, I mean, because what's his name who did the Last Jedi had his own trilogy. Ryan Johnson, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Johnson, well, he got the, booted. A good way, a good way that they used to like cover that up, saying that they didn't really fire him, is that they did get that five hundred million dollar deal from Netflix to do a bunch of different shows or whatever mm-hmm. shows that they want to do, so they could say like, well, they're too busy with this Netflix stuff. They just won't have time for Star Wars, so that's why they are released. Yeah, well, yeah. so there was a lot of discussion around that, too, because it kind of made waves, and I, this is uh, whatever, people's opinion. But um, there was a lot of people that had the thought, like after they came out and said that like they basically had no idea what they were doing, they were learning yeah. on the go, and that's fine. I mean, they made a great show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they did. But a lot of people got put off by that because... People in the entertainment industry, you know, particularly women and minorities, were like, nobody would ever give us randomly a chance right. to just make Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. But you guys got a chance well, to at, do it, despite well, the fact well, you had the no time, experience. Right. Well, when they were given a chance to Game of Thrones, nobody heard. No, the books were big. Mainstream, nobody. I mean, mainstream, heard, definitely not. Mainstream, no, yeah. nobody heard of they Game of Thrones. Big, they were a big. I mean, n- niche thing. Yeah, I I, I knew had, of them, but I didn't know the stories. I, did, I didn't know of them. them. I Honestly, I, them. I, I I read the books um, that were out yeah. immediately after like the first. Actually, I never even watched Game of Thrones until it was already like season four. Uh, I started on because three. I didn't have HBO. And yeah. um, I started on three, I think, because uh, I, I remember hearing all about it. People were talking about it all the time. I mean, people weren't really talking that much about the first couple seasons. The only reason. Oh, I, I disagree with that. I mean, me and Krista started watching it from day one. We said, why really? are we going to watch this? There's swords. And I go, so yeah. here is a big controversy. And they've talked about this on the panel. So apparently they made the pilot for Game of Thrones and it was god awful. Like it was really bad. Oh, really? And they brought it to HBO and HBO's like. Well, this is terrible. And yeah, they we're just not doing that. Let them make another pilot. 
that's unheard of. Yeah, and it they is unheard of. They don't yeah. do that. And yeah. so there was a lot of, I don't know how that all happened, whatever. You know what I think it was? Good insight. I think it was white privilege. I think it was good insight because we we all got <laughs> what? we got privilege? eight seasons of a show What's that, that? Like, changed the world. Yeah, so. for sure. And six of them were dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, six and a half. But apparently, the first half of seven I thought was the good. rumor mill is saying that um, there's a little show coming out that is going to put Game of Thrones battle and fighting scenes to shame. Lord of the Rings. No, The Witcher. Oh yes, really? I, they are I saying am, it'll be the greatest. I will, I love. I am so excited about this movie. I, I, and I, you, I wasn't, you love the game. I love the games. I started reading the books I, I last the, week. I love the games, but I just was really not looking forward to this because I don't Why? think because I do I do not think uh, what's his name Henry uh, Cavill Henry Cavill looked that great as Geralt. I thought it looked really cheesy to well, me in the in the pictures that I saw, and I was like, the, Ugh. How, how that's gonna be? How can you copy the just, game? I mean, I get it. That's the whole thing. That's you, just me being super judgmental on one picture. Apparently, that's all. The battle scenes are going to be amongst the most epic ever filmed. I hope so because really, yes. he he even he, better than Braveheart. He, Rewatch Braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Freedom does it ring in Braveheart. Right <laughs> well, Freedom. I rewatched Braveheart like last year. I watched. I'm like, huh. Really? Yeah. I haven't rewatched that guy. They're they're playing sword. It was amazing at the time. But it then, was like so the good. stuff we're so spoiled by now. Didn't yeah. didn't that like win an Oscar for something? I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, just totally not compared to either. what we're getting now. It's just like you can't be, no, you I'm, can't beat Mel Gibson. So it, like the Patriot. That's can't a great beat movie too. Oh, gosh, yeah. So good. So good. Tom Hawks. Lethal Weapon. Which one? The Beaver. That's okay. Do you ever I, see the Beaver? No. You never saw that? No. Did you see it? No. Um, it's one Is that a Mel Gibson movie? Yeah, it's a more recent one, actually. It was a really small movie. I think Jodie Foster's in it. And uh he has a mental this was after oh. his uh wait, does he does he think he's like a an animal? No, he has a mental breakdown and he has like a, a puppet beaver. Is it puppet or stuff? It no, it's like a dummy. Like oh, a, yeah. a a hand sock puppet beaver, I think. Yeah. That he talks to and like lives with yeah lives vicariously through through. and um it's a pretty good movie Hmm. okay (laughs) um yeah beaver great beaver uh so last thing that i have news wise is uh comic book related and we all know that we love comic books and that's where we started this podcast based off of is all about comics and ed brubaker is one of my favorite Mm -hmm. uh authors the Writers. creator of the Winter Soldier. Yeah, he created that uh, character, didn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, he wrote Captain America for a long time. But I also love the Criminal series. He wrote the Criminal series. That's still coming out. Like, he's still doing that. Um, it comes out whenever he feels necessary. But he's he always teamed up with a artist, uh, Sean Phillips. So Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips have done Fatale. Uh, oh, yeah. Velvet, uh, I think it's called Velvet, and then yeah, Velvet, and then uh, so there was Fatal, Velvet, and uh, Criminal, and now apparently they're coming out with a new graphic novel called Pulp, and it's a 1930s crime western thriller, and 
it looks amazing. They they put out the cover art recently and just talked about how it's going to be like a Western based story. And uh, they interviewed Sean Phillips about it. And he said, yeah, he's like, I was all about it. Told him like a Western um, crime thriller would be amazing. I would love to draw that as long as I didn't have to do horses or <laughs> stage coaches or a lot of no, like, no, guns. nobody likes to do horses. I know. That's it's, like the number one complaint. First from thing he said was horses. I started laughing because all artists say like, I don't want to draw a horse. Yeah. And, uh, but it looks really good. It, Obviously, the style of it, because Sean Phillips is drawing it, looks a lot like all the rest of the stuff that they've done. So it looks very similar. Um, but I love Western stuff and a crime thriller set in a Western setting. Apparently, it's in the 30s, which really isn't yeah, like Old West type stuff. But I don't know. It <clears throat> sounded really good. It got me really excited. It's going to be another image. When's that come out? Uh, comics. Uh, this 2020 sometime. I think they said May. Of 2020, the first issue is supposed to come out, so we've got a little while. Have yet, you read uh, any Ed Brubaker's run on Batman? No, I haven't. Is it a Batman 2000s. run? Yeah, it's I think early, uh, yeah. early 2000s. Which one's um, well, he did uh, Batman in 2000 to 2002. He did Batman Gotham Knights in 2003. Oh. Um, well, he did you, The Jay. Man Who Laughs. Remember, we talked about that on our Joker list. He did that. Yeah, he he did the the man who laughs. But which I have is like read, a, I have read that. To, to like a Joker specific trade paperback. Um, he did Gotham Noir. Um, he did tons of Batman. He had one come out, uh, a book come out. It's called My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. Um, and that the I think the really cool thing about this is like My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies, and then there was another one that came out uh, just before that. Uh, called Bad Weekend. Both of those books were comic books within the criminal universe. Oh, right, right, yeah. So, like, the guys were reading a book inside of Criminal, like that you would see him on a newsstand or see a person reading it. Mm-hmm. That was the book in the story. And then he oh. created another book off of that. And I think it's a incredible premise. Weren't you a big two fan of the fade out? Oh, that's what that's what I was trying to think of. The fade out, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a nineteen twenties like noir. Yeah. Uh, type, like you've mentioned it on the podcast. Trailers. I think it was on your top yeah. for new readers. Yeah, I couldn't think of it. So was cr- Criminal was. Yeah, for sure. Um, Criminal's like a never-ending story because each never-ending story. <laughs> Falcor. Um, <laughs> I was listening to that song last night. I was doing the dishes, and I'm like, I want to listen to some uh, newfound glory. Remember the band Newfound yes. Glory? They did a cover of Never Ending Story. They did? Yeah, I loved it when I was in oh, high school. Would. Would. And uh, I was listening to it. And I'm like, man, this is not as good as I remember. <laughs> of course it's not. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you there. Um, all I was saying is that like, Criminal is like a never-ending story because it, it each uh, volume, so like he has a set number of issues that he'll tell a story. Right. Um, and they're like non-related yeah, stories. Yeah, he, he calls all of them criminal, but... They're different criminal stories, and it's amazing. I love it. So I'm really excited for a new Ed Brubaker book. Sweet. Any more news? No, that's all I got. Dude, done get now. any news? Nah, just I've been reading a whole bunch of comic books. Yeah, what have you been reading? Uh, Age of Rebellion. Age of Rebellion. Is that a, is that a Star, Star Wars, Wars book? Yeah, yes, it is. It's Star Wars. It's, it's like one is Yoda directly... Uh, 
Before the, the, the advance, uh, events of when Luke comes down Dagobah. Is this a separate book or is it part of the ongoing Star Wars run or do you know? It, it's a separate book. Okay. The, is it so, Baby Yoda? It's not Baby Yoda. We can talk about that Baby next. Yoda has taken the world by storm. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> has he ever? That, which which he's not even Baby Yoda. Really, well, that we know of. That we know we of. don't know we the know. species name, so everybody just calls it He could be Yoda, Yoda reincarnated. So there, But I, I recommend this Age of Rebellion. It's really good. Uh, it's got one of Luke Skywalker, uh, Boba Fett. There's a bunch of them. I, I just picked my, my favorite characters and I read them. Uh, I've also been reading... Uh, Heir to the Jedi, which is Luke Skywalker directly after the Heir to the Empire. Heir, Heir to the Jedi. It's a, it's a. This, this is, is a, a comic. This is a novel. This is, this is. Because I've read Heir to the Empire, which is by Timothy that, Zahn, which is that's, a highly recommended book. Because it's, it's I, I, I've read it also, but that is a Legends book. This is a. I know. Canon, oh, the, really? This is oh, a canon. You know, I saw that one. It's yeah. it's on like the list of some of the better. You know, like, it, it's one of the best. It's it's directly after New Hope, and and Luke Skywalker is pretty much training himself as a Jedi. So he's throwing himself in these situations to learn about the Force, and it's good. I, I I like it, it but uh, I had a question for Jerry. I, ha- I have it in my comicsology queue. Uh, Batman Last Night on Earth. Have you read it yet? I haven't yet, I haven't. but I've talked about it. I talked about it on the it show. It came yes, out that, in the, the spring, and um, yeah, it's uh, it looks Snyder, It's Scott Snyder and, and Greg yeah, Capullo. I, it is. Who's because the same guys that did like Court of Owls? The, the and, cover yeah. art of it is what caught me off guard because yeah. I was like, holy shit. It's Batman carrying a lantern. Yep, I, uh, with Joker's head in it. And yeah, I need to. I need to read it. I just. I have not done it yet. We need to do that. Did, oh, I was gonna say, have you started it? I it, no, I have not started it yet. But you've got it in. It's in my Q. Yeah, it's in my Q. Oh yeah, and we need to watch. The it. other one is uh, that. Star Wars: Fallen Order, which is the comic book predecessor to the game that just came out, which is amazing by the way oh yeah you 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 got it huh? oh god it's br- the only reason i haven't got it yet is because i can never th- people in my family or whoever is always asking me what i want to get for christmas because they never have any ideas for me and it's like the only thing i can think of that i would want <laughs> so i'm like i want that game and then i'm like well shit, i can't buy it now and then what's no. going to happen is nobody will buy me that game. <laughs> yeah, so I while I have waited for two months to You're play the game, it. It, it, it's a great game. Bryce, you uh, got it. Oh yeah. Oh man, I need I'm to a, get it. Then. It's it's amazing. It, the the it's not as good as the Force Unleashed with the Force powers, but the lightsaber combat is much more. Uh, it's open world, right? Eh, to an extent, sandbox. Which I don't know what that means. Sandbox is kind of like a. Uh, it's like open world, dude. Uh, open, but with boring. when you yeah, say yeah, open, open world, world you're yeah. t- thinking more like The Witcher, where you're going around and doing like yeah, different quests. Yeah, I'm thinking huge like Red world. Dead Redemption. Oh, 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 sandbox just means like it's a really large map. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank, thank you, Chris. Yeah, but it's but no. still like guided. Yes, very much so. I mean, you have a path you need to go. But it's it's huge, but it's very. Okay. I mean, yeah. we really haven't gotten an open world Star Wars game other than like uh, Star Wars Galaxies. I think it was. Oh, I know that, but that's what I thought. It, this one was like it's, facing itself. It's not open. So. They would have not, to spend it, way more time in development. It's not open games world. like that are what two, three years apart. Yeah. yeah, it's not open world by any means, but it's a good starting point of what they could make it. I mean, it, the Jedi, just the lightsaber combat is amazing. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. So you know, my guess is like an open world Star Wars game. The problem is like you. Uh, you go out and create a Fallout series, mm-hmm. right? And 
Think of the amount of money they made off that, the whoever developed that about, huge amount of money. Yeah, $10, $15. Um, but you do that with Star Wars, you don't own the IP. You do it with Fallout, you own yeah. the IP. Yeah. So ultimately, you're beholden to Disney. Right. And they're not going to let you make any money. Yeah. The, the, the one a game thing, developer. Right. The, the only thing I dislike about this is in The Force Unleashed, you could take a light, you take a lightsaber and cut a a uh, stormtrooper in two, or you could take the stormtrooper and throw him against the wall, or you yeah. can disintegrate him. You can't do that here. I mean, you can disintegrate, you, you can cut a droid in two, but you, the stormtroopers just kind of fall to the side once you hit them. Really? It's very, yeah. That's the only thing I dislike about it. And you can't throw anybody with the Force? I haven't gotten that. It's not like the Force Unleashed. I haven't gotten that far. Which the Force it. Unleashed was awesome story-wise and the powers, and I liked all the combat. Like it was a bit of a button masher, a yeah, little it repetitive. Was, yeah. This what, is yeah. not this fight, is not a button. Stuff. This is not a button masher by any means. You need to pay it. Well, it depends what level you set it on, but you need to be paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. Speaking of Star are you did was there more? No. That you had. Speaking of Star Wars games, I got myself a little Black Friday. Oh yeah, situation you were going me about on. This. Oh no, you didn't get Vader. No, no, no. no. I would love that. I, I want to get that game, Vader Immortal, yeah. right for the, the uh, Oculus, Oculus Rift, Quest Rift, yeah. or, or Rift, Rift, whatever it is. Um, both, they're two different ones. Um, no, but I did. They had a uh, my my nephew was over. Um, he took uh, cash out for pizza, and he said, "Hey, just so you know, there's a Black Friday Steam sale." Um, like. I don't know if you guys play PC games, but Steam is like the program that you use to play all games now on computers. I'm lucky to have enough yes. time to play Xbox games. Yeah. Owned by the company Valve. Yeah, yep. Um, Steam Valve? Well, anyway, they had a mm. uh, sale going, and they had a Star Wars game pack, and it was $80. And I'm just going to tell you the games that I got. Okay. Every Star Wars uh, game ever, basically. I'd say if they're good or not. Uh, all, the Star, all the Lego Star Wars games. I got uh, yeah. classic Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2. I got Star Wars Empire at War, which I've never played, but it's like a Warcraft style. Uh, really? Yeah, game, but it's from I like was, 2005, maybe. Well, it's These PC, are all PC games. PC, I've never played them. These are all PC games. Uh, not all of them, actually. I got uh, Episode 1 Racer, Pod Racer game. I got Star Wars Galactic Battleground. I got Star Wars Dark Forces, the original. Ooh. I got Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, which um, if you listened last week to our favorite video games, it was my, uh, what was it, Jerry? My number two oh. favorite game of all which time. Which one? Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2. Yeah, I think it was number two. Um, I got Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith, which was the follow-up to that. I got Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. I got Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight Academy. I got Knights of the Old Republic. I got Knights of the Old Republic 2. I got Star Wars Rebellion. I got Star Wars Republic Commando. Holy Starfighter, shit. X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. X-Wing, TIE Fighter, Battlefront 2. Knights of the Old Republic 2, uh, Rebel Assault 1 and 2, Rogue Squadron 3D, Shadows of the Empire, The Clone Wars, Force Unleashed, Force Unleashed 2, TIE Fighter, X-Wing Alliance, X-Wing Special Edition. Every single Star Wars game ever made. My gosh. Pretty fucking much. For Holy $80. Shit. For 80 wow. bucks. Yeah. On Steam. On Steam. Wow. But you got to have a computer that can play all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Um, no, they're all old games. My my laptop, which is not top of them, will run all of them perfectly. Except oh, for maybe shit. Force Unleashed. Those are the newest two on here. Yeah. Most of these are old games, you know. Right. So I started playing uh, Dark Forces, Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2 um, the other day. 
And is it's it just... Is it as good as you remember it? Um, it's... It, I immediately felt like I was a like... A child? Back, like, I remembered every detail of the level. Yeah. Like, even where the secret compartments were. Really? And where to get, like, secret power-ups so and stuff. in the last episode, I believe we were talking about... Uh, we started talking about Deja Vu. Yeah. And and you started listening listing off like different types of deja stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's what you had said. You're like, I've had instances where I've remembered every single step of what I was going to do. I don't I still don't believe you. I don't think that's real. It um, is real. No, nah, I don't think you did. Where did this come from? Yeah, I'm just because of like the way you described the. That's just game. memory. I just remember. I know it. that. I'm just saying it sounded exactly like the what you were talking about with deja vu. Like you were just saying like you remembered every step of the level. That's yeah. just memory. But that's what I was arguing with you about about your dream. That you've probably just done it before and you're remembering no. it. No, no. I think that's the case. But I'm excited to play the rest of that game and Mysteries of the Sith, which was the sequel to that, which I completely forgot about, but that was... Uh, yeah. Mara Jade was the main character in that. I, I hope they... I, don't I wish that they wouldn't screwed up Star Wars and brought Mara Jade in that whole thing. She into. could still be there. I mean, they brought Thrawn, Grand, Ad- Grand Admiral Thrawn, because they just did... Timothy Zahn just did a whole new book series of Thrawn. Oh, did he? And really? he was on Star Wars Rebels. He was the main, char- main, main villain. But he... His ending is kind of questionable, but he's not dead. We don't know. He that. ain't dead. I don't think. I dead. hope not. Because I thought dead. it was super cool the ending. I, I agree with you on that. Got carried away by well, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Never mind. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we'll talk about the Baby Yoda show. Yeah. Well, so no we can do what we're watching now, right? Yeah. Where are we at time wise? Uh, we are at approximately one hour and nine minutes. Oh man, we have a lot more to talk about. All right, uh, Jerry and dude, who, yes. who wants to go first? Uh, on what what you're watching um what you've been watching not much really i mean i watched silicon valley and uh mandalorian Mm -hmm. and i started watching new girl again yeah for some reason why would you go back and watch a show you've already watched when there's so much new stuff to watch because it's right when i want to fall asleep and i don't necessarily want to actually pay attention to a show and i just fall asleep watching the same stuff Mm-hmm. Because if I start a new show and then I fall asleep, I have to go back and watch that episode again, and then it's, it just don't make progress. So if I can, if I can dic- like set aside a time that I know for a fact that I'm going to be awake and be able to watch a show, that's what I'll do. I'll watch a new one. But if it's like nine thirty and I know I'm going to fall asleep, I'm not going to start a new show because I'm yeah. not going to pay attention to it. I'm the same way. Well, I really like um, Jake Johnson from New Girl in so Stumptown. Oh, really? In ABC Stumptown with uh, Colby Smothers. Yeah, it's a good show. Smol- isn't it like Smolders? Whatever. She's married to uh, Taryn Killam. She is? From SNL, and he's also a comic writer. Yeah, uh, yeah and he, he his book was he on my... Uh, his book is the... Um, oh, now I can't remember what it's called. I can't either, but I know it's on the it's the, on your the list. The Illegitimates, and it's on my best comics Illeg- for new re- readers. Really, he's got a book called The Illegitimates, and I, sounds, I don't think it's running anymore. It sounds very interesting. No, it ended. Here's the premise. All right, um, the premise is there's a 007 type character. It's not 007, obviously, but yeah. that type of a character. Yeah. And um, but 
he has ran around the world being a 007 character and having affairs with all these women. Very promiscuous. And all these women had illegitimate, had children. Why didn't you two think of this premise? And this story is all of his illegitimate children. He gets killed. Yeah. And this story is all of his illegitimate children that are coming together to form like a team to take on, I don't know. Somebody who killed him, I think. Yeah, somebody who killed his parents. their yeah, illegitimate awesome. father. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. That they gotta, never met. I got to read that one. But he, I, he is so good in that sh- uh, new show, Single Parents. That's a really funny show. I've seen quite a ABC? few episodes, but it's, it's on ABC, I think. Yeah, I've, I've seen have, quite a few episodes. I don't have real TV. So Him and right? uh, Brad Garrett. Yeah, and, Brad Garrett. Oh, it's such a good show. I really like it. Yeah. Anyway, is that all? Um. Yeah, I just... I glanced over it because I know we're going to talk about Mandalorian a lot. So. Okay. Um, Dude, what oh, do you... I, no, there was one other uh, the, uh, movie nope, I Nope, your time's over. Dude. The Report. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> it's with... Uh, what's the guy's name? Adam Driver. Okay. Adam Driver is the main character in the movie, He's The driving Report. It. And it's about... Uh, what was it about? Reports. Like the Cuban... Uh, TPS reports. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's all it's about. Dude, go ahead. Dude, what have you been watching? Uh, I finished Star Wars Rebels, which I started many, many years ago, and then got rid of DirecTV. I finally got to finish it. I highly recommend it. Is the ending payoff as good as I told you it was for two years? Yes, you did. You're like, don't spoil it, don't spoil it, don't spoil it, and I'm glad I didn't. Love it. And I just love how they um, bring in, first of all, you... You're right, and then you got to get through the first couple seasons, but well, you do fall in love with those characters. Yes, because there's absolutely. I mean, they're Ezra very, Bridger, uh, Kanan Jarrus, Kanan right? Jarrus. and uh, Sabine Wren. Now, I I am really hoping that Sabine Wren shows up in the Mandalorian. I mean, we'll they, see. I don't well, think she I mean, will. But well, it would be cool, but I don't think they'll do it. There, there's so many throwbacks. I mean, in the last episode of the Mandalorian, they did a uh, cat. Uh, uh, Lothcat. Oh yeah, they did a Lothcat, which is part of the. the that wasn't a Loth. That, that wasn't what that was. That was a Lothcat. No, it was. The thing that it was the thing that Jabba has. A, it's in Jabba's palace. That no, like, on the, on the very last one, when, when they land on the planet in the, of the Mandalorian, when they're walking through it, and there's a like a. Oh, I dog. guess I didn't. I didn't. That is a Lothcat. They okay. said that John. Oh, I know what you're talking about. When you're in that bar, in the bar when they get in the soup. Yes, the, yes, okay. The, it, that's Lothcat, which is plays directly into Star's Rebels. Uh, I've been watching uh, Rick and Morty, I, season four. Wait, I'm not done talking about Star Wars Rebels. Oh, that's fine. Because um, my favorite character comes in towards the end of that show, Ahsoka Tano. Yes. Well, and no. Yeah, she comes in season two. Well, she's kind of in and out. She, she comes back in season two. She plays a big she comes role back in season towards four. the end. Yeah. She also has a pretty iconic, I think, duel with uh, Vader. Vader. Um, and for those of you, but you have to watch Clone Wars to understand why that's yeah, so important. Yeah, for sure. Because um, she's a ma- major character in Clone Wars. Oh, it's huge. But. I was thinking about it the other day because you had mentioned it actually. I think on the podcast you were talking about how um, there's the light and the dark. Um, there's the, the light Jedi, the dark side, the Sith, and then in the middle is the gray. Is the gray or whatever you want to call it? Um, They're actually gray Jedi. They just don't. Yeah. So the uh, I was reading a little bit more about that. Which Ahsoka 
mm-hmm. essentially is because she never actually became a Jedi. I don't think. So no, we were we were talking about this. Okay. How she, she was a, she was a Padawan, and then and she bled. You know, you like bleed the like Sith would like bleed out Kyber crystals to make their own. But I was reading more about it. She, I think, um, took the path of the Gray, which there was also like. Uh, so did, so was Qui Gon Jinn essentially. Yes. yes. Um, and that's why the, he was kind of shunned by the Jedi Council. Yep. In one way or another. She saw the, the folly in the uh, phallus of the phallus. That means dick. It's very phallic. <laughs> <laughs> Falseness. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Fallacy. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, of the Jedi Order, of how they weren't really the true path, and then she realized that it. it it's that's why they call them gray Jedi. They're, yeah. And there was a big issue too, because like uh Yoda, who is like all light side. Um So that's that's how we started yes. talking about it. Is that's what why he couldn't see Emperor Palpatine underneath his nose because yeah. he just he was, was so far extreme. Which removed from that, it. He wouldn't that, even feel that, that comic book I was reading, uh Age of Rebellion, is when Yoda talks about that, how he couldn't see the Sith right in front of him, and then he yeah, actually, in the comic, read the comic. It's great because it, it brings so much light and it talks about all this, about the Jedi. We're, we're blind to all this, and he's beating himself up for it. And then all of a sudden, he sees Luke land on the planet, and his faith is reborn again. Because that's the thing. Like they can feel, you can feel a disturbance. Like they're, they can feel a disturbance in the Force as a whole. But if they're you can be on the dark side and not be creating a disturbance in the force and still be doing what you need to do. And they have no idea about it yeah. because they're just, they're, they're very unaware of that kind of stuff unless it's like right in front of them. Yeah. So the argument for the gray Jedi, which would be like Ahsoka eventually. And I think like maybe probably Kanan would be in that school of thought. And it's not and it's not way. like just the middle ground. Yes. Well that I think they're positioning that way in the future. Yeah. Because they're clearly going this direction of, hey, the Jedi aren't good and the Sith aren't good. And that level of all of that's out of balance. Yes. And balance, it's the equilibrium. So the gray Jedi actually preach the equilibrium. Yep. You, and you, it's super interesting. The, the, you said it better than I could. Um, well, there is, so they they talk about it having balance to the force. That's like an actual part of the force yes. is balance. Correct. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, like it is in itself like a function. A of the function force. of the force is balance, which Qui Gon Jinn was that balance until he had to start mentoring uh, Obi Wan. And he wasn't able to really take the path that he was supposed to take because he had to mentor Obi Wan. Not that he didn't want to. It's that no, he actually he didn't really didn't want to. Uh, <clears throat> if you go back in the books, he did not want to mentor uh, Obi Wan. Yoda forced it upon him. Yeah, right. Just like Yoda forced Sokotano on Anakin Skywalker. And I mean, in reality, they forced like. Anakin Skywalker should have been towards balance. They all should be towards balance. But what was it you mentioned about uh, uh, Qui Gon having a different destiny? Yeah, 
and like we were derailed, talking about but I can't remember. You were I can't remember. Qui Gon's character is his, his his destiny was to be that balance to the Force. He was supposed to be the guy that was in between, so like a gray the, area the, there, which is the balance. But there, it, it's written like in all of the the Jedi legend that you have light, dark, and balance, and that's like in between both. So that's why I said, obviously, they're setting up. Ray for that path right now mm-hmm. because that's the only reason why she would be able to be in such connection with Kylo Ren in her mind. Yeah, you know what I mean. So to who be is able the to last Jedi? People, I don't. I don't know because don't know they said. The, I mean, Luke Skywalker said she was the last Jedi. No, he said the name of the movie. He, but he said I will not be the last. You can Jedi. still you can still be a Jedi, but that does that doesn't. Necessarily mean like I don't know are, if you're technically a Jedi if you're no gray. They're, they're 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 called gray Jedi, Is, but that I don't the, know. The, the in you know they're also called dark Jedi. True, um, that's what I mean. So you can still be a Jedi. So dark Jedi are completely different from Sith. Correct. There's actually, and this is They're, they fall explored in the games and books a lot more. But yep. dark Jedi are completely different than the Sith. Sith are com- a, a completely different thing, right? Really, essentially, they they feed on emotions. Yeah, and there's a whole thing with the Sith. I mean, yeah. they only come in twos and blah yeah. blah blah. But, but so um, anyway, I, that's that's the way I feel like they're obviously setting her up for that kind of thing, and it needs that. Like the 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 force at the moment needs that, and they automatically apparently like the the what I was reading about mm-hmm. the force automatically starts to balance itself regardless of of empire or rebellion or whatever Luke, Luke it will Skywalker, start to balance itself. Luke Skywalker touches that touches on it in in the uh last Jedi when he says when you have strong dark there's strong light and it, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. And Qui-Gon Jinn was but, a balanced Jedi. He was a very if you, if you read the books he was a very balanced Jedi. He was a very strong Jedi until Yoda pressed Obi-Wan on him. And he, he got fear of failing as a mentor, which that's he was yeah. out, he was out of balance. Yep. Which is what the whole And then he gets killed by and that's Darth like Maul. the whole idea with Kanan yeah. in Star Wars Rebels. That's yeah. like how, what he preaches constantly. But yeah, that's like the the downfall of both Obi Wan and Luke Skywalker. Right. Which, which when I'm a huge too light. And it's you too two, light. Yeah. You guys know how big of a Star Wars fan. I'm probably bigger than anybody. I know Canon better than most people. And when I heard Luke Skywalker say, the destiny of all Jedi is to confront fear, whatever the quote is, that sent chills up my spine because mm-hmm. they, whoever's running the show, I really hope they get this last one right. I truly hope they do because what he said is true for the Jedi. I mean, because I'm, Jed- I'm a Star Wars dork. I, I, I have don't care. I love it. I yeah. mean, well, let's talk about the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh. Hey, real quick. Or also known as the Baby Yoda show. <laughs> 15, let's say 14 days, and we will be. It is. It's 14 days oh, from yeah. today. We're going we to the going, Thursday night premiere. Yep. We will be at a movie right 930 now. 9 30 at Spiegel, and we're bringing Dan with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dan's coming with, right? Yep. I'm, I'm interested to see how he handles us. Uh, I mean, we're just sitting in a movie. Just what? four guys crying together in a movie. <laughs> Dan goes with the flow. Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I feel like it's going to be four guys that are going to be like fist pumping at one point. He texted me. He's crying like, together. When he was in the chisel plow, he's like, I'm rewatching all the movies yeah. right now. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, he had which plenty of time I, to I, do I was it. very surprised. 
Yeah. I think he's a fan. Yeah, you know, he, he's a fan, but I'm just. Well, I don't care uh, if he is or not. Well, it took me a second to realize that it's gonna be great. He would hit auto steer and watch a movie. Yeah, and after yeah. he said that, I started doing it, and it's great. It's amazing. You can only it? do it at night, though. Can't the screen's really not it. bright enough during the day. Can't. It, that's the only thing that really sucks. It has Dave, to be nighttime. I don't God, know. David he, Timmons watches a lot of stuff. I don't know. He must have a brighter on an screen. IPad. Um, Mandalorian though, Mandalorian, uh, we yes. just, we talked about the first and second episode, obviously, so we won't rehash those too much, but so there's another three and four, three and four have come out. Three mm-hmm. was, um, he brought Yoda back, right? The baby Yoda. Was that the third? No, that was the second. No, there's, there's three. That was three. Uh, second was Mudhorn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The third so, one's when he brings him back. Oh yeah, that's a good episode. It's a great episode. I, I, I loved it. He got his armor. He uh, yeah. oh yeah, he got his sweet he get, armor. He gets well, paid. Gets his armors made because it was compromised from all the stuff that he was doing, especially the mudhorn thing. Really kind of yeah. messed him up. So do you think when he's getting paid, it's already going in his mind? He's going to get more new armor and go back and get Baby Yoda. No, I, I think it was already in his mind that he was going to get new. New armor, just because uh, he knew what he was getting paid, because they told him to begin with what well, they yeah. were paying him, yeah. and it's in steel, and it's like an emperor or an empire type. It's Beskin uh, steel, yeah, yeah, which is stolen from. Stolen which, from Manor. That's that's the so, whole question. Nobody knows what the purge is. They know it happened after Rebels. Yeah, I mean, we can get an idea from Rebels in so, that. There's a lot. They talk about Mandalore a lot, so I'm assuming what they're talking about. Is the Empire's takeover? I saw a couple there. stories today that were. Um, one of them was was labeled as "What We Know About the Purge Thus Far." I never did click on it to read it, but there is theories out there for like what it is. I mean, they um, kind of cover a lot of Mandalore stuff in Rebels. Yeah, like a lot. Do they? Yeah. So basically, there's a lot of warring tribes and factions and on Mandalore that are constantly kind of fighting each other. But they're all generally work together as a unit against the Empire. And then they were backstabbed by one of those tribes that yeah. joined with the Empire. And but, then the Empire backstabbed that tribe. And they basically took over and they pretty much so destroyed the planet and scattered everybody. Boba, Boba Fett and like Jango Fett would be part of the tribe. That Boba Fett and Jango Fett, Fett are, are not Man- Mandalorians. Mandalorians. They aren't? Oh, they're well. No, there, there are speculation. Boba Fett is definitely not a Mandalorian. No, he's de- clearly not because he's, so, he's a clone. So he never well, was at Mandalorian. Well, so, but Jango Fett was. Here's the whole deal with everything coming out. The new uh, Mando is not a supposedly not a true born Mandalorian. I don't think he is. He they've said that. I mean, basically, that's when they talk about the foundlings. Yes, he's not a true born Mandalorian. I believe that. So that so I figured the, that from the beginning. They're starting of. to go back and rehash. Was Django Fett really a man? No, I read an article about it the other day, and it's Cor- definitive that he is not. According to canon, they are both not. They yeah. just really. Use I guess I didn't armor. know that. Yeah, I thought man- Django was at least. I know Boba is obviously a clone of Django. Django but- had Mandalorian armor, mm-hmm. but yes. um, he either he wasn't a Mandalorian or he cho- he. Maybe was of Mandalorian origin and chose a different path. Chose to take his helmet off. Chose to be Which, a bounty hunter. That's a whole to, nother fucking thing. To be with, a bounty hunter and a scoundrel, basically. Yeah. Well, and then you go back to the whole scruffy look, look at Nerf. Herder. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so while, so while we're on this whole thing about the uh, Mandalorians not taking off the helmets in 
Rebels and in Clone Wars, they remove Mandalorians remove their helmets all the time. It's really yeah, like all all the time. Maybe it's part of the guild. Well, and supposedly it's supposed to be, they're talking about how it's part of the foundlings. Okay. okay. Do you want to find out? Yes, I do. The latest episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, further warrior, Further's warrior culture in Star Wars mythology revealing why neither Jango nor Boba Fett were Mandalorians. Doubts already existed, um, but Mandalorian Episode 4 settles the debate conclusively, making his theatrical debut in 19... And, blah, blah, blah. Um, and thus providing uh, after plans for Boba Fett solo movie were axed, John Favreau was put to work on a live action TV series. Um, I'm going to need to read this. Yeah. That's yourself. That's telling us nothing. Yeah. So th- anyway, in episode thank three, you, Chris, though, in I know, epi- I'm going to tell you, I just need to read. So I don't read in episode three. He, uh, oh, yeah. he brings the baby Yoda back. He gets his payment. He gets his new armor. Mm-hmm. And then after the new armor, he kind of, and when he was, uh, Gets in a fight with John Favo. Yeah, but he was talking to um, Carl Weathers. Yeah, and he's like, "What are they gonna do with, yeah. with it?" Who, he says, and he's like, "Who cares? Like, you're not, you're not, not even supposed to ask that. Like, nope. it's not none of your concern. What do you care? You got paid. Get out of here." And so, you know, he does leave, but then he's like, "No, I, I'm not." I got to find out what they're doing with that. And he goes in and kicks some ace well, he finds inside the, this building. He finds the baby Yoda baby carriage in the garbage and loses his yes. shit. Yes, and, yeah, and he loses it. And then he kicks some ace, gets baby Yoda out of its little incubator thing um, that they got him in, and pulls him out. And then he's leaving, but he's obviously being surrounded. Yep. It's a really cool fight scene, I think, at the end. Yep. And yeah. then the guild. It's a great fight scene. Like the guild comes back, like the other Mandalorians come back to help him. Yeah. Which, which is. Well, if you've seen the Star Wars Rebels, the, they are very big on the jet. The, the Mandalorians wield jetpacks. Yeah. So this is what I thought was really cool is that at the end, when he's in his ship and he's yeah. flying away, he finally got away. And one of them is in a jetpack flying next to him. And he's like, man, I got to get one of them. Which Worst is, part which, of the mo- show so, to date. So what? That, that part? That part. Why didn't you like that? Yeah, I'll agree with you Oh, on that, yeah. The, the salute. The salute, so, yeah. Do you take something that is, so, doesn't belong in that universe? So that... I would agree. That, that is a, a military earth yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and somehow we're to believe that that translates a long time ago to a galaxy far, far away. So with that character... Well, I mean... That character I, I who was playing... I don't know need to look that deep into it. The character that was flying beside him. Voiced by John Favreau. Fav- John Favreau. Favreau. Thank you. Thank you. I've been drinking. So, but also... <laughs> it doesn't matter. You always say it like yeah, that. Yeah, you say it like that every time. So it's yeah. all right. Favreau. Favreau. The, char- the character's name is... Uh, his last name is Visla, which is a huge part of the Mandalorian culture. Oh, yeah, culture. that's one of the clans, right? One of the clans. So that whole part... That was the bad clan, wasn't it? No, it was it was a good clan. Okay. Clan Visla is where you get clans, you got families, and all that bullshit. You but need to watch Rebels. Yeah, you, you really I, watch the Because in Rebels, thing, Mandalore is controlled by this one clan, yeah. which is backed by the Empire. Yeah. Um, I got the, the lowdown on Django, by the way. Go okay. for it. Um, so 
While Jango Fett's origins are murky, the prequel trilogy Bounty Hunter is said to have been born on the Mandalorian world of Concord Dawn. That's what it was. It's Moon. He's not born on Mandalore. He's born on Concord Dawn. Well, it's Mandalorian space. One might assume that it was here he received his training to become a Mandalorian. However, uh, he didn't necessarily gain his Mandalorian armor via legitimate means. In the Clone Wars, Almec, the Prime Minister of Mandalore, asserts that Jango was merely a regular bounty hunter who acquired a suit of Mandalorian armor. Hmm. So neither him and clearly Boba Fett was yeah, not Boba a Mandalorian. See, so he, he they're of the maybe ba- Mandalorian descent, but yeah. as we know from Clone Wars and from the Mandalorian, that it is a very specific culture. Yeah. That, you have to earn your armor. Yeah. So uh, okay. before we started this, we were talking about episode four. No, we were talking about episode three. No, three, we're still on three. Before we started talking about the podcast at all, we were, oh, you yeah, were saying yeah, yeah. how you didn't care for episode four. Uh, oh, yeah, no. it wasn't one of my favorite. I think it's the weakest episode. I think it's my, oh, my favorite episode yeah. by far. Really? Yeah. Oh, it reminds mm, me of the classic. So it reminds so. me of the uh, a Magnificent Seven, the it's, Seven Samurai. It is Seven Samurai to right a T. But there's only two of them. So. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's still the the classic western. The good guys defend the helpless village against the bad guys in training. Yeah, I get that. And, and I don't think it's a bad episode. I just think it's not the best out of the four that are out oh, right man. now. No, I I I thought it was because it had the most story and it had a lot I, of exposition, and it's you're definitely getting attached to the character. Mm-hmm. I don't think it had enough story that pertained to what he's doing, though. It had an ind- individual story that kind of slid it off to the side that doesn't tell me, like, anything at this point of what is actually happening with everyone. Like, where is he going to go with this? It's not supposed to. Baby Yoda, like, what's what's going on? But they going haven't on done now? that throughout the entire series. It, it, it's been a continuing storyline of him going to find this thing. He found it, brought it back then ended up saving it again and leaving. And then he leaves and I get, he likes go, he's going to like hide on a different planet. And then you have this one individual fight uh, for a town that he really doesn't need to do that for. I think it's trying to get settle baby Yoda there. He, no, no, he it's, is, it's character but, building. The whole point of it is, yeah, he could have left. Definitely. He exactly. could have left these people high and dry He's not the bad guy that you, you, we originally thought it's he was. It's character exposition. But it's also, to me, it's like, like you're saying. why would you put yourself in a situation to be in that much danger when you're actually just trying to hide? Well, he's trying he's to a, find somebody to take care of. Because he's baby. a good he guy. He knows he can't keep a baby with him. I, I mean, understand I mean, it's that, like giving me a rational baby. Person, I mean, you wouldn't give me a baby. Any rational person, include like in his position, wouldn't stay at a place that has... like. Like empire mechanized people coming at them, like the orcs. They look like orcs to yeah, me. But they weren't, they just had an ATS. I know. So why would you say, I think I'll fight this and maybe win just because he just became because. attached to the people so, there? So, so I, you, I don't buy it. You're in like, wait a minute, literally wait in a like minute here. two days. After talking to one person, he became attached to an entire village. One person so he so to you're bang. telling me you you would drag up, leave him high and dry, get in your 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 he spaceship and and just because buck he him? didn't know the situation, they offered him a very small amount of money. He's trying to make a life for Baby Yoda, and yeah, yeah. I know, but he didn't know what was going on there. 
He didn't know about the town. He didn't know about the village. They offered him a super small amount of money. And he was like, I don't really want that. And then I don't remember what they said, but it caught his attention. And he's like, oh, well, oh I gave, would go there. No, well, he no, cares. That's he, the point. He, uh, he gave the money to uh, Gina. What's her name? I don't know. The shock trooper. In, yeah. Yeah. She was badass, too. Yeah. She was cool. I like her a lot. He gave the money to her and because he knew he needed a place to, to raise the baby Yoda to to put him. And then after the fact. Well, after the fact. But yeah. after and then when the bounty hunter shows up with the fob, he knows that Yes. Well, yeah, I know. That changes the whole dynamic yeah. now. Now it's gonna go on a path where you're like, Well, he has to take it with it with him, obviously, yeah. to get him out of there because they know where he's at. They made this episode to give you character exposition, yeah, to make you care about that character. To make him into a good guy, and to, I already thought he was when he went and saved him. And to make Seven Samurai as yeah, an episode—that's that, all well, it was. Well, but that's what all these episodes are. They're going for very particular styles, and that's what—that's why they made that episode. Spaghetti westerns. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a one hundred percent. That's what it was, and that's why they made it. Just to have it. Yep. Yes, they made it because that's an iconic storyline that's an iconic movie and they wanted to reproduce that just the way they're reproducing western themes in the first in the first earlier three. episodes well, i get it but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make a good show just because you want to rep well replicate it something. is making a good show and i think the whole show and the, i will argue that that makes it a better show I yeah know. and that gets you way more invested in the character so it i agree for you jared me. so really no it, i was already make you, invested in him when he said you're making me went, angry me too. Why? <laughs> he, you're already invested in him when he's when he like abandoned everything he's been doing before and saved this baby. Yeah, Yoda. but he could have cut and run. I, but yet he he chose to stay and defend a helpless village. I'm going to tell you, I'm way more invested in that character after the fourth episode than any connection I had mm. to the character in the first three. Really? I wasn't. I was more invested Cara, when I found out that he was going to fight. Her name this is Cara entire, Doom. Like, is it what? Cara Doom. Okay. Every everything that he's ever done in his life has been built around the guild and getting those little missions and whatnot and going by that. You one. don't know that. Yes, you do. It's it's he, that's what he's been doing. You don't know that. He decided to not follow that and go back and save this this little Yoda for because he cared about it. Um, that's where you buy into the character and say like, I know he's a good guy because he's doing this now. This move, this. Little- I'm not saying I'm not arguing that you don't know that he's a good guy earlier. It's just that you don't have a lot of information about him, or a lot of what um, attachment to him personally because he barely sp- spoken up to this point. And then in that episode, you get to see first of all he question he's himself questioning his entire um upbringing he's questioning the guild he about takes his helmet off yeah he thinks he dreams of a, a world which he could live a quiet life yep yeah he um, does and removing his armor and never putting it back on did you notice and the, raising a child did you notice the time jump they do a pretty significant time jump in that in that uh episode i have assumed the time that he's in the village is a lot longer than what they portray it so it's like right after the battle, he says one little line, and it's like, uh, he says something like, 
you know, well, yeah, but that was a, a couple months ago. Yeah, no, I, I, I caught that they, they had been there for a while. Yep, right after the battle, they had, they had already been there for like two or three months after that had happened. Yeah, he was sitting and down. He it's was a pretty significant time he, jump, though, right, right then. And that's when that guy shows up. Because you could take it as like the battle ends and like a new day comes, and then all of a sudden somebody with a tracker shows up. But it's not that way. It's actually like a few months in the future. And, right. They, you're right. They finally and that's when he makes the realization that there's nowhere you can go to be safe. Yeah. I thought it was a great episode, personally. Was, One thing that I really it. enjoyed about it is, I don't know if you picked up on this, but it, it had just, from the very beginning, especially the very beginning of that episode, I felt like it was in a Firefly episode again. Oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. To, to the max. It definitely. felt exactly like an episode of Firefly. Yes, Definitely. And uh, so this episode's been blown up on Twitter and like all the social medias. And do you know why? Why? Because there was, and it's stupid. I think it's stupid. I never noticed it. It's very hard to notice, even if you watch the video. Uh, but people, because people notice everything, noticed in like two frames, a, a boom mic oh, God. came oh, yeah. down into the frame. Who and you can see it move around. And it's when he's inside the hut, like talking to the... Uh, um. What's her name? The widow. No, 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 no. The other. Doom. Yeah, the other lady. So she's in inside this hut. They're talking to each other. And then all of a sudden you see the boom mic come in and like moves like this. And then it comes out of the frame. You can't really tell because it's so dark. Yeah. Until somebody like highlights it and like puts circles around it. But it blew up apparently the last Friday when the when the show came out and everybody was like, Oh, did you see the screw up, the boom mic? Is it's it like as bad real, as a Starbucks cup really? in a Game of Thrones no, episode? It's not even close. <laughs> do you know I, how many ep- you know how many shows and episodes and things have had a boom mic yeah. Oh, yeah. pop into them? Like who it's, cares? It's very common. And I don't understand why people are staring at the top of the screen to even notice that to begin with, because I certainly did not yeah. see it. In the black shadowy part. But it's it's been blown up. People are talking about it like crazy. So I don't know, but I'm I'm I'm, thoroughly I'm like, hooked on this show. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm I just s- cannot wait. There's no possible way I could miss an episode on a Friday night. Same here. Correct. I, it just can't happen. Well, I, I, I don't know I'm if I've ever watched any of them on a Friday night. I've watched them all on Saturday. Same here. I'd watch them at, if I got home at one o'clock in the morning on Friday night, I'm watching Mandalorian. Don't do they come out at like Friday at midnight? I don't know. Like Thursday night, midnight. I don't know when 12. they come I, out. I don't exactly. know. But I just watch, I've watched everyone on Friday night and then, I, this was the really the episode that cemented the show to me, I th- and I think it's because of what me and Dude are saying, because we're not terrible people. Um, we're talking about the emotional connections that you start to form <laughs> at this episode. I really, I'm they're, not saying they're, there isn't emotional connection. I'm they're just building something. They, they're they building for something bigger. And I literally have no they, freaking idea week to week where this show is going. No, and, no, no you clue. Don't. And, you don't. And it's, well, you can it, tell, they're almost you, individually separate episodes. It's kind of they're odd. they're they're building for something. Yeah, just like they did a Disney or Marvel did for the, the cinematic universe. There, to to me, there's something bigger on the horizon coming. But if there's four episodes out and we might get eight or eight eight to ten, I don't yeah. know how many episodes we're gonna get. I don't know how many either. They I, haven't there's even no said, way have that I, this is gonna end and it's gonna be a devastating. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and, and you're gonna wait one year just like you did for Game of Stro- oh, Thrones. So can we? But I care so much more about this than Game of Thrones. Same here. Same can here. we touch on the fact of uh, that we, you and I, Chris, are writing a comic book called Jetpack Samurai? That's uh, yeah. We should talk about that because uh, Disney owes us money. Yeah, they do because this episode 
is exactly what the first issue of our but Jetpack Samurai is basically. Say it. What? To be, to be fair. To be, to fair. be fair. It's a trope. It is a trope. And we, when we wrote Jetpack Samurai, we, we wrote it as a trope. Yes. Because we the whole extensively idea, talked about that. We talked about it even, I believe, on the podcast because yeah. we wrote something one way first, a different comic. Yeah. And then when we decided to write Jetpack Samurai, we said, hey, Let's write the tropes. Yeah. Because I was originally completely against it. I was like, I had this like really naive thought that we could write something original. Nobody can write anything and original. And then, yeah, the more and more you look at things, you can't write anything But then original. you look at the it's Mandalorian. been done. And it's all trope. Yeah. Every bit of it is a trope. But every scene. And there's one change to it. It's a Mandalorian. They've right. said that. I mean. F- Absolutely they've said it. And that's what we're saying is that like, that's. Fine. So dig into the trope. Do the trope. My only do downside it your way. is this, he did. Yeah, I know that's what I'm. Up that's for what us. we. Like, that's what we but said. Here's my only issue: is that it is so vastly similar to Jetpack Samurai that when when that comes out, it's gonna seem like we're being we're copying off we're Mandalor- copying off Mandalorian. I know, but that's not the case. But it is exactly the same is, thing. I know. Like the Jetpack A is a are, big thing. Sorry, you guys are fucked. Yeah, it does, we whatever. talk about like it is what it is, but that's we don't talk about. He doesn't have armor, but the jetpack is in a sense the same idea as the Mandalorian armor. Yes, it is, um, and it's a town that he shows up in that he has to defend yep. from a threat. Has it's, a bit of a love interest. He has a love interest. It's the same thing. It's the same thing without a baby Yoda. No baby Yoda, and it's. A mining town, and it's a fishing town. And it's still kind of a, the Mandalorian's a little, and I, I believe, oh, softer than Adachi. Yes, Adachi's a pretty gruff character. Yes, he is. Adachi is our main character, by the way. Adachi. So I've got a new employee at the lock, and he started listening to Snarf Talk right away because I immediately started talking about it. He's huge into uh, so a- you know anime. What, let me cut you off there for a second. You know how there's like a huge problem with like, um, and I don't, I'm not comparing this situation. I'm just saying like in general, we have a problem in this country going on where um, they're starting to crack down when bosses are getting involved with their employees, yeah. like in relationships mm-hmm. because like it's a power dynamic mm-hmm. and they're, they're considering that sexual assault. You know that? No. This is the same situation that Jerry's got going on. He's forcing his employees to listen to the podcast. He forced well, himself he forced himself on his employees. Yeah, he's forcing himself. That's not true. I offer the podcast <laughs> up to them. Uh. Say if you would like to listen to this, you can. You know, but you won't get any raises. I'm just saying it furthers the my theory God, Jerry, that you're part you're of the just patriarchy. A horrible yeah. person. No, I definitely you know am what? part of the patriarchy. <laughs> Short people. <laughs> They're the worst, aren't they? Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. But uh yeah, I just told him about it and he's like, Oh, I'm huge into a- anime. And then I started telling him about well, he came to me the next day and he said, He's like, uh, I was on your website. I'm really interested in this jetpack samurai thing you got oh, going. Yeah. He's like, because I love anime. He's like, and there's tons of stories out there. He's like that are similar to this. He's like, but I feel like you could go in a really good direction. I was like, man, that makes me happy to hear yeah. you say. You're getting promoted, yeah. son. But uh, he's a he's a cosplayer. He does a lot of cosplay. Nice. Um, I uh, to him listening. What's his name? Uh, Esteban. Esteban. I um, am a huge fan of 
not anime necessarily like as far as yeah i would say that I, i'm I a fan of anime like you i are. some of those japanese movies are some of my favorite movies like spirited away yes and um he he threw out a ton of names of different anime princess stuff mononoke guys need to go watch that That's i've, I've seen movie. princess mononoke yeah. uh what's the one with the moving house i can't remember of, uh, i'm not an anime you, guy. you know what I'm i know exactly about. what yeah. you're talking about yeah it, that is amazing yeah I'm not an anime guy. I never have been. I told him that, but I, I told him, I was like, Chris. So, in other words, you hate this guy? guy? You just, no. I love really uh, great guy. Ronan Warriors. I've talked about that before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ronan Warriors. That was an awesome show. Yeah. yeah. They're all different colored, you know. Uh, what was the guy, armor? the main character? He had white armor. I think it, Oh, Bill. Wildstorm or something. No. I think it's, it was Greg. No, Wildfire? It, it, no, it was red. He had red armor. Oh, yeah. One of them was Wildfire, though. It, but his real name was Frank, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. You wouldn't know because you because you don't like anime. Is uh Jimmy, Jimmy Smith, Jimmy yeah. Gibbons or something? Yeah, cool, cool. So it was interesting speaking of the Mandalorian, and we're are we getting cool story time here? Yes. Um, I listened to this thing today on Joe Rogan, and it was uh, Malcolm Gladwell was on there. The guy that wrote like Outliers. Oh, okay. You're uh, you're back a little ways then. Yes, a new I, episode came out today. It's hard to get through who which one was it oh my gosh so you know the there's the uh, movie that came out on netflix called game changer about the vegan oh yeah i listened to that and i love that episode i was really interested it came out literally today no it didn't yes it did it was yes it did it came out are you talking about the one with chris crusher where he debunks the movie so that he, was a while ago then. Yes. So he brings Chris back on with the guy who made oh, Game Changer. Okay. The I heard I listened to the first one with Chris Crusher. Right. So he yep. debunks the movie, but then he brings both of them on to have a discussion. Oh, I totally want to hear and that. And the guy that did the movie, um, the fighter guy, what's his name? Will Wills something? James James Wilkes. 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 Yeah, James Wilkes. So he is one hundred percent the worst person to have on a podcast or anything. He's somebody that talks over top of you all the time. He'll, he'll give you a question. He'll say like, well, what is, what's your rebuttal on this? And that Chris guy starts to try to tell him an answer and he talks over top of him about how he's wrong. And then he's like, and, and, uh, uh, Jamie, bring up this slide, bring up this slide. Uh, no, hang on a second. Can I just finish my point? Can I just oh, finish I that? The whole, it's three hours and 24 minutes, and I made it through, I think, about 28 to well, 30 I mean, minutes. Chris Crusher thoroughly debunks that movie, and that movie sounds like it's a bunch of hot garbage. Oh, it is. A bunch of hot garbage. Even in 30 minutes that I listened to this podcast. Uh, it, Just the claims that, if you listen to the debunking episode, so, like some of the claims they're making are so outlandish. So, the, But he, what's annoying is like... Millions of people are going to watch that documentary and, believe and be, it to be completely true. convinced. So he basically says in this documentary that meat will cause cancer and dairy products are will cause cancer in you if you eat them. And so at one point in the beginning of this podcast, uh, there's like a study that they both talk about. And the Chris Crusher guy says that, you know, in this study, 84% says it's there's no no evidence to uh uh very little evidence that it would cause cancer or like less of a chance so there's no chance or less of a chance for it to cause cancer so there was 71% that was no chance to cause cancer and 13% of uh very or lesser chance right, to cause cancer right and that's a study reviewing 
dairy multiple, products. multiple, multiple studies. Yes. And it was just all, all on dairy products. So when he made a, a quote about this and was talking about it, his quote was to say that 84% of uh, tested individuals have no chance to, to a lesser chance of getting cancer. That's what he said. And this guy blew it out of proportion and got like into like semantics about it saying like he's falsifying information and trying to lead you in a, in the wrong direction because what he should have been saying is that 71% is no chance. 13% is lesser chance. And then there was a 16% that said that there is a slight chance of getting cancer. He's like, so he could be saying there's 87% of no chance to a slight chance of cancer. Right. And he's like, but oh, what the man, other guy's doing is picking about. one study instead of a study that reviews thousands of studies. And, and he's saying there's a hundred percent chance. Yeah. So yeah. exactly. And he's like, he's like, that's fine. I could have said it that way. He's like, but what is the, what kind of argument are you bringing up here? He's like, either way you can look at the study and see that there's 84% chance that says you're not going to get cancer from this. Like out of the millions of people that have been tested, He's like, and you keep trying to tell us that if you eat meat, it's bad for you and you're going to get cancer. Well, and then like that's not a thing. Also, the 16% chance of studies that showed that there was a, a link. So this is one thing that drives me crazy is they say, oh, blah, 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 study came out that says if you do such and such, you're 30% more likely to get cancer. Okay. And in theory, that might be true. You're 30% more likely. That means your chance went from point zero 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 one yeah to point zero 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 one three yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and that's thirty percent more yes I, and, and those numbers aren't right but you you get what I'm saying yes like thirty percent more means nothing yeah. with without understanding what the actual exactly probabilities yeah. lie and in, in this podcast you could tell Joe was getting super aggravated right away. And he kept saying, so one of the arguments was that um, they brought up in the show that uh, the same way they marketed uh, tobacco and cigarettes and everything, the guy says the, is the same way that they marketed meat. He's like, and there is the exact same effect of eating meat to smoking this, cigarettes. This guy's an and idiot. so yeah. Joe, Joe brings that up and he said, marketing tactic I can understand he said, I can understand you saying like they may take the same marketing tactic. Agreed. He's like, but you're saying that meat causes cancer like tobacco does. He's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. He's like, yeah. yes, it's exactly what you said in the, in the show. He's like, but tell, he's like, you tell me right now, you think meat is bad for the human body. He said, yes, absolutely. He's like, so you think it'll cause cancer like tobacco? Well, no, that's not what I said. He's like, but there's a whole film that you say that on. Right. And it's just, it's an absolute yeah. ridiculous thing. And you could tell there was just so much tension in this podcast. And it was so hard to listen to because this one guy that was, com is just completely. The problem is they're well, here's the out of it. He's just out of well, it. Why would you go on Joe Rogan's podcast out of all fucking people saying that I think meat is bad for you? Well, no, Joe it, Rogan is a avid hunter. If you're, avid that's why meat. he's on there. That's because, why. Because yeah. um, Joe Rogan had a specific podcast debunking with Chris Crusher in which they debunked 
the documentary that this guy made. And he so wanted they to have wanted a rebuttal. to give him a chance to come on and have a debate. Yeah. Because at, I think at this moment in, at this moment in our world, like in all of our entertainment, whatever type of media you ingest, Joe Rogan is the biggest thing right now. He's the like biggest his, in media. His media. podcast is the biggest media source that you can get on. That's why a lot of political people are getting on there. Uh, right so, now, like like actual politicians are getting on there. Bernie Sanders was on there. Uh, I've been that, actually that, that was a really good episode. If you if you have a chance to read the, the or watch the Bernie episode, it's really uh, that was, that was good. I thought it was mm. kind of. Man. But the so the how much, one lady from uh, Hawaii was on Tulsi there. Gabbard. That was a good. One. Andrew She's Yang good. was very good on She's there. She's pretty cool. Andrew Yang's really good. But anyway, it's a huge media source right now. So this guy gets on there and he is passionate about what he thinks it to be real and he wanted to de- to defend that and I can I can stand behind that and say like that's a good thing but at the end of the day man the problem is just, uh, here's what a huge yeah. problem I have is that first of all um, these documentaries are made such a way that if you watch them and you get the cherry pick data yep. and you get the sob stories to go along with them it's impossible to not just believe what they're telling you because you're watching a documentary. Right. All right. And there's millions of people that will watch that and not critically think any further into it. They're just no. going to believe it out the gate. It will it will be taken to heart yeah. and that's the way it should be. And the the bigger problem though is that there's no rebuttal documentaries currently. Right. All Hollywood puts out continually are these vegan yeah. back documentaries. So and also all these anti-agriculture documentaries. Yeah. And it's been going on since Food Inc., which yes. caused oh, that. huge issues in the agricultural God. community. Uh, and it's completely ridiculous. I made it through 20 minutes of Food Inc. I went, this is total fucking bullshit. Do you understand how many people, how many people cite to this day that uh, cattle are not meant to eat corn and it kills them? Yeah. Oh, and I that know. comes from that documentary, and it is not a full truth. No, it's not a full Now, is it 100% if they ate only corn 100% of their diet? Is that what they're supposed to be eating for 100% no, of their no. diet? No, and that's not what happens. They're just like, right. we're but not... Random people on the street it's not that might not have ever saw that documentary, and now it's just a talking point. It's just assumed that everybody thinks that so cattle they, are not meant to eat corn There in are any way. so many high school students at this moment around us right now that believe that stuff. Right now. Yeah. Like I do a youth group with my church and there are so many young kids there that say like, I'm not going to eat beef because I want to make sure they're happy cows and they, they get to eat grass and whatnot. I'm like, you guys need to come. Like, I, I honestly want you to come to my house and I'll show you how our cows live and, mm-hmm. and what they get fed and whatever, even the ones that we're feeding out, you know, they still get to eat hay and grass and whatever like yes they get corn they're gonna be delicious i i just you have this perspective of what someone else people has told that you these but you cattle don't are know. in a feedlot only eating corn yes well, when in reality 90 percent of them are just grain finished so in the beginning of that well, podcast the thing about it is grass exactly they're grain finished that's what it corn is. is a grass it is well right but the plant is it, the point of it is really is that it's just not true that they yeah, can't exactly, digest yeah. it. Um, they have the ama- amazing ability to take food that is 
um, almost inedible by humans or has it very, is. very, yeah. very low nutritional value to, yes. a human. to a human being Correct. and convert that into an extremely highly efficient yeah. form of energy for human beings to eat. So that's a ruminant animal. Because of their digestion system, which doesn't do what ours does. They're meant (laughs) for us to eat. So I mean, it's take that out of it. Just them as an animal as a whole are are built to digest this type of food. To digest insoluble or very, very low quality um, food. Yeah. And to turn that through a very highly efficient process. Yep. into extremely nutritionally potent food for human beings. So it's a very good system that we have. And, <laughs> the, and they have a whole episode on there talking about, and Chris Crusher in that episode, it talks a lot about, his first episode, talks about a lot about regenerative farming and how what we need to do is change is our f- agricultural model and then we need to be integrating the cattle into our Midwestern farms and grazing them on our farmland and blah, 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 blah. But it's the it's so much more efficient to grow grain where grain grows mm-hmm. and grow cattle where cattle grow. Right. It's more efficient to grow cattle in Texas and Oklahoma in a warm yeah. weather climate yep. with a low value land. Yep. And then to grow grain here where it's highly productive and yes. ship it down and there. Ship it down there, yeah. Um and like this is there's a reason why this exists. Now I do have some issues with some of the ways that the agricultural industry is moving um, towards super large production farming, and I think that there's definitely downsides to that. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of been mounting, and I've been on Twitter constantly trying to shout out Joe Rogan because he he just he's a very open minded guy. But he's in an echo chamber in California yes. with no information on what agriculture is. And we need to get, as a community, we need to get agricultural experts to get on his on show, his show to, to explain the truth of things. And the great part about it is that he listens to all sides. There's like, yep. he may he may have an opinion and, and he always does spout off like certain things that he believes in. But it doesn't matter. He's going to bring on both sides and let them talk about what they want to talk about because he knows that's the right way to go about it. Right. And like my opinion, his opinion, but right her now, opinion. But right now, that's one category where he has not been very open minded. But I no, think it's just because he's not. But has any? He has not had any opportunity to get a different opinion, right? Put to him. Yeah, absolutely. And it, so at the beginning of this podcast, they the the why I knew it was like such a shit show like right off the bat is because this guy's talking about his, his documentary and whatnot. And, uh, Chris Crusher says, he's like, you know, he's like, you talk about this plant-based diet and whatnot. He's like, you know, I technically have a mainly plant-based diet. He's like, I could get, he's like every meal of mine almost. He's like, is two thirds plants. He's like in one third meat he's like or some sort of protein he's like so that is a majority plant-based diet i have a mainly plant-based diet he's like and you could go by plate by plate he's like i don't care what you pick he's like but that's what it is he's like so when you talk about a man a a plant-based diet he's like you don't have to be vegan for these things to 
to oh fix absolutely you. i mean there's and, there's two different things going on here right there's and the guy the, got so offended by that well you know there's vegan for animal rights and then there's vegan for health and well the thing about it is vegan for health is not the right approach no. so if you want to be vegan for animal rights whatever and, and there's a lot of misinformation that. that you have but that doesn't mean that you should not be eating Okay, if you 100%. don't, hundred percent. Our our nice. bodies our bodies are made to have some kind of animal protein in them or protein whatever. So now you can bypass that by uh, using peanut peanut protein and yeah, but there's and, still a lot you can't get. Okay, I agree with you hundred percent. So where I was going was this: my mom always had some kind of meat at, at dinner, and we always had sure. two vegetables or a grain and a vegetable. So two thirds of our meal was plants. Where, where he was going with it. I mean, that's been the staple in the Midwest for for generations. Right. right. And, and there's, but, and where I was going with this is, it's just, it's funny, everything's come back full circle. Where we grew up with meat and potatoes and meat and, and, and a vegetable, and we're coming back to that now. Everything in moderation. That's what it should be. Right. Well, I just think, I mean, my larger point is that, like, if you don't want to eat cattle or, or, um, actual meat like red meat or pork or whatever for ethical reasons i understand fine that's your prerogative but you know you should eat eggs yes because that would be a great supplement you can get everything you need from the eggs eggs are like um, yeah but those poor chickens uh, are raised well then find food. find whatever you consider to be ethically sourced eggs. i'll sell you eggs and okay if you don't want to eat eggs that's fine eat mollusks yeah, eat sure. oysters um They've got so much stuff. Oysters and clams have an immense, immense amount of protein, and you can get everything you need from that. And guess what? Um, and he mentions it on podcast. So there's a lot of research that mollusks are more primitive than plants. Right. So In protein, like the primitive protein. No, type. no, no. More primitive, like they're not animals. Oh, I see what you mean. They're like it's less than eating a plant. Like plants. Have more knowledge or like brain. <laughs> yes, there, there's nothing going on <laughs> yeah. in the mollusk. You, it's not an animal, really. Yes. Wow, that's weird. Um, but that's not 100. percent But there's a lot of sci- there's scientists that have been theorizing that they're wow. more primitive. That's a that's that you. The problem is they're super <sighs> gross. Oh, I think no, they're delicious. The oysters oh, are. I hate man. oysters so much. God, you like my worst. I've eaten them so many times. Every time they're around, I'll be like, I'll try it. I just, it's a texture thing. Right here, man. I just don't I, like the snotty texture. Huge plate of oysters raw. I, this right is the now. perfect discussion, and I, I wish we weren't really out of time, because I just, I watched this documentary. It's not a documentary, but it's a series on Netflix called Explained. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're like 30 minute, they mm-hmm. tackle a, a, an issue. And they did one on animal intelligence, and it was a super interesting episode. Oh, really? And um, they talk about, um, you know, like certain animals can recognize that themselves in a mirror. Like there's only certain animals that can do that. Um, yeah. Primates and not all primates, but chimpanzees and other ones. Um, dolphins can recognize themselves. What about parrots? Uh, some birds, yeah. Um, like crows can. Crows are very smart. Um, they even think they found maybe a fish that can recognize itself in a mirror. And this is like a huge test. Like human children can do it at like three years old or two years old. Um, and But anyway... Uh, and this is a longer discussion, but what I found really interesting is they dive deep into saying, hey, like, uh, 
you know, what do we consider intelligence? Okay. Do we consider it uh, memory, like having memory of this or that? And they're like, and then they explain, well, there's animals that have, there's a bird that can throughout an entire season hide 6,000 seeds across an, a state and then come back the next year and find and every find one it. of those seeds. Yeah. No human can do that. Um, and they're like, do we do it by ability to navigate? And then they talk about how animals can navigate better, better than we can. Can't, is it for being able to plan for our future? And then they talk about animals that plan for their future and recognize their past better than humans. So like every category of intelligence that what we consider to be intelligence, there's an animal species out there that does it better than us. The difference is, though, wow. is that there's different animal species, whereas we are one species that does all of them. Well, they kind of go through all of that, though, and kind of explain it. It's interesting to watch. And what you kind of start to recognize towards the end is that it's just a completely meaningless word and our idea of intelligence or us being more intelligent than an animal is 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 based on our perspective wow. sure but it's also the like i was saying like the compound nature of all those intelligences well they address so that though they specifically do? yeah because that's what i was going to say so like each one of these species may have one thing that they're honed in on that they do very well but they don't have the capability to harness all of those things. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I'd have to think about it some more and rewatch it. But I think the larger point that was interesting is that we don't have any, there's no way to define what intelligence is. No, there so really for is us not. to think that we're more intelligent than necessarily something else, you've got to break it down further and be like, by what measure? Yeah, that's deep. And you're trying to measure a completely <laughs> abstract yeah. thought that has no real meaning. Um, anyway, I thought that was an interesting yeah. episode. Um, so I don't know how we got on this huge tangent of Joe Rogan stuff, but you were talking about something to begin that with. Uh, I, uh, I was talking about, well, I have a ton more while we're at, but we're probably out of time. Yeah, so. we basically are. Um, I'll quickly mention, I was talking about Malcolm Gladwell and he had an interesting theory about storytelling, okay. um, that kind of relates to um, the Mandalorian, but maybe I'll talk about it in a future episode. Okay. I'll quickly just talk about um, two shows I've been I've been watching. Um, one is His Dark Materials I've been watching on HBO. Um, I won't get into them in depth. We don't have time, but I'm really enjoying that a lot. Okay. Although um, I will say Lin-Manuel Miranda's in it, and he's one of the main characters in and I like I love Lin Manuel Miranda. I loved Hamilton, and he did the soundtrack from Moana, which I think is one of the yes, best soundtracks of any movie ever so made. Good. Is he playing the lead character in uh, My Dark Matters? His Dark Materials. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not the lead character, but he's a main character. Um, he is not a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what not good. Not good. Um, but I'm really enjoying that show. I think uh, it's worth watching. Um, everybody, okay. um, Good to know. Watching that. but the one that I'm mainly watching that I think is the best show on television is the Watchmen. Um, mm. also, on, also on HBO. Yeah. So, on HBO. It, I started off not being sure about this show. It's continually gotten better. Um, you get to episode five is incredible. Um, episode six, I think, and I, I'll talk about this more in the future. I was texting you about episode six. I, I think it's, uh, I'm, one of the best episodes of a show ever made. Yeah. I, so I got to episode four. I, I, I watched all of episode three and I let it run into episode four and I fell asleep. 
uh, because it was super, it got super late. And then when I woke up, it was like literally the last like sentence that was said in episode four. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And I haven't went back and watched episode four yet. Well, I'll say episode six is uh, essentially what it is, is a flashback episode um, that's giving you some more background episodes, but you won't because they found a way to make a flashback episode that is so novel. Really? And so really, and it's unlike any premise wise, the way that they justify doing this episode of a flashback is, uh, it's the most original way to do it, and it's something that nobody would ever think to do. And it also ties into the storyline why it's even happening. Okay. Um, and huh? on top of that, the flashback is one of the most best episodes of television I think ever made. Um, I think it's one of the probably most uh, important episodes of a television show ever made. I think it will Jeez. win an award. Wow. Um, and then episode about that. Episode watching it tomorrow night. Episode seven, the one after that. It is a complete and utter just mind. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> episode wow. seven is incredible. This show is okay. I don't know if anybody's watching this show, but I'm gonna tell you right now, it is unbelievable. All but right. you gotta get through just, the first two episodes, that's, which that's are not the problem. Good. The first two episodes. I started watching Peaky Blinders. Loop. Yeah, that's Jerry's favorite show. Well, it's not my necessarily my favorite, but it is one of my favorites. It's very it's, good, Jerry. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for recommending. Oh man, wait until you get to like season three and four. Yeah. Everybody needs to watch Watchmen, though. And I'm going to talk about it a lot more in the next episode. All right. Okay. Because Jerry, Jerry we amazing. got homework. Yeah, I've got to finish uh, Watchmen. Yep. I got to start it. All right. So we've, yeah, we're, tr- we're trying to cut it a little shorter than our two and a half to two hours and 40 minute episodes that you guys have gotten in the last two weeks. So um, that's all we got. Dude, you good? I'm good. All, all right. right. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I'm Jerry. And I'm Dude. See ya.